0: man, yeah. What's
1: you, man? Pretty good, pretty good. I um, I had an awesome trip a few days ago, and it was life changing, and I'm very happy. So that's always good, you know. That will uh, I'll be on the tail end of that one for at least a month. Mm, you you want to get into it more? Yeah. Well, um, you know, after we went kayaking uh, for the anniversary, we came back and. Kind of the kids were worn out. So we put them to bed pretty early and then we tripped together and shit was amazing. I mean, psychedelics for me are always really good. Like my, I have a really good relationship with psychedelics. Every experience I've ever had with them has been awesome. So I go in knowing that, you know, I I understand about the possibility of bad trips and everything. And I usually don't have much expectations other than just to get stay open to get whatever downloads happen to come through, but this one was just like a lot of really dope realizations about you know my own personal judgments about subjects and types of people, and just a lot of good stuff came through. Man, it was uh, we <laughs> the first thing we did is just as the trip started building. We watched, um, we we were just trying to get some laughs and stuff in. So let's just keep it light, turn on Netflix, find something cool to watch for the first part of this trip. And we found a show called Big Flower Fight. Big Flower Fight. So, first of all, we sat there and laughed at the title for probably about 10 minutes because I'm just, and it was in the section called uh, Recommended for You. And I was like, why is Big Flower Fight recommended for us? First of all, what's a flower fight? Second of all, why is it recommended for us? And after about 10 minutes of laughing at it, we realized that my lady watches a lot of these um, British garden shows and all this stuff. So a lot of shit that got flowers in it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then I, and me and the kids watch a lot of kung fu movies and anime and shit like that. And I was like, hold on. Did the algorithm really just say, you guys like flowers and fighting? So here's big, big flower fight for you. <laughs> uh-huh. and, right. <laughs> so, so when I saw that, I just had to tip my hat to the algorithm. So we had to watch it. We had to. I was like, this actually is recommended for us according to what we watch flowers and fighting. Bro, it was the most absurd, ridiculous shit I've ever seen in my life. I was not prepared. I had to pause it a few times because I was laughing so hysterically. I couldn't, I mean, I'm sure it had a lot to do with the fact that we were tripping, but it was still just absurd. It was a competitive show with groups of people who uh, are supposedly flower designers, like competitive flower designers. They make floats and whatever it is, but they just make it with flowers. So they found all these people from all over the world who make flower models. And they put them in a competition with each other, have, uh, have a flower fight off, and everything that they were going to build was already prefabricated. Like, you know how uh, they do in the cooking shows where they tell you what your ingredients are, and everybody has to run over and get the ingredients and, and take them back to their table real quick. They had molds and, and pieces of metal that were welded in these shapes. And they're like, OK, today's flower fight is about insects. So everybody has to build insects. And I shit you not, bro, they were frames pre-built for butterflies and dragonflies and shit. And they ran over there and they were taking it as if they were making it up. On the spot like oh my god what are we gonna do I have no idea I'm like it's a it's a it's a dragonfly though it's already what What am I gonna do so I'm like is this I couldn't decide if it was real or if it was like a parody it was you know it was unbelievable bro every single thing at the end of the show looked like the same team built it (laughs) it looked like one team built all of them and then they just had random people stand next to it and pretend it was theirs they all looked exactly the same there was no personality in it no like you know i've been doing it this way for 10 years they they all looked exactly the same exactly (laughs) i couldn't tell them apart. it was absurd it was so crazy bro i'm gonna i might watch another episode just to see if it's as funny as when it when i was tripping (laughs) i'm intrigued my um
0: My depravity informed me that it it had to be some sort of, like, niche lesbian porn. Like, it sounded like some, like, (laughs) 300-plus. Oh,
1: big flower fight.
0: Aggressive.
1: (laughs) You want to see some flowers fight? Just aggressive scissoring. (laughs) I'm sure that's a, I'm sure that's one of those. Uh, recently searched titles on, on all the main websites. Aggressive scissoring sounds like something that gets typed, <laughs> gets typed a lot into search boxes. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the tags. For that's sure. The
0: tags you, look at.
1: you know, I'm going to
0: move with some aggressive scissoring. And this is not
1: crafting. This is not <laughs> about craft shows. and scrapbooking. It's not about scrapbooking, trust me.
0: They're making TV shows about... I I feel like there's more shows now than there's ever been in the the history of the world there's you couldn't possibly if you made it your full-time job, that would be the only way and you'd have to put in like 12 hour days, six days a week and you yeah. might be yeah. able to keep up with everything that's coming out. but there's just there's just too many shows and so let me make a show about anything and I can't tell anymore what's what's legit or what's parody man right, right. so so it could be it could be like some best in show type mockumentary shit like they're making fun of those you know chef and model competitions you know and just you know <laughs> they bring you you know it's a chiseled statue and you like you like you'd like take a little nick off of it oh we're done we did it i yeah. see what it is now they're not bringing you a you know uh, a block of marble you know it's it's basically all of the all of the uh the statues chiseled out but like a couple pieces so, yeah, that's silly, man. And then they stand yeah. next to it and
1: take credit for it. I don't know, man. I'll, okay. I'll have to peep it and see. I could tell that the people standing next to it didn't build it just by how they were posing in front of it. Just by how they were standing, I was like, yo, you look like you don't even give a shit if you knock it over. You definitely didn't spend however many hours putting <laughs> that shit together. Because now you're just taking a selfie in front of it. You're not even looking back at it to see the work. You're just like, look at me in front of this thing. It's like, yeah, you didn't make that, bro. One, you left the room, a team came in, put all that shit together, and then y'all, the actors came back in to stand in front of it. You ain't fooling nobody, y'all. Like, big flower fights full of shit. 100% full of shit. And they, they had a backstory for, for all the people. Like, every group, every two-person team had a backstory, except the black people. There were some black people in it, and they didn't get a backstory. So I don't know what the politics are there, but the black people definitely didn't get a backstory. But everybody else got a backstory and it was, they were all super weird. Like I felt like the people they were showing, they wanted to, I think they wanted to tell you what was weird about them. They wasn't just showing the people in their natural environment. They framed it in a way to be like, this is how we want you to see these particular people. Like there was two of them that they showed. And as soon as they walked in, it was like these two women and they looked like, you know, air quotes roommates, and you right. could just you could just tell, I was like, oh, I know exactly who they are, and then there were two like really eccentric gay dudes who both dressed like Andre 3000 <laughs> they had like one dude had like uh, like leopard print hair dye and a handlebar mustache that was dyed lime green or some shit like that, and I'm like, okay so we got the eccentric gay guys no shoulder pads no, no shoulder pads, but they okay. were chilling though We got the eccentric dudes. And then we have uh, the black folks who don't get the backstory. We got the air quotes roommates. And then we had this lady. It was like this big woman. She was older and it was a younger woman. And they were dressed exactly alike. And the first thing you think is, like, all these, this is, you know, mother living vicariously through daughter style, you know. And then they show their backstory. And these people were not related. They just met each other a few months ago and started dressing the same, and there was, I <laughs> Yo, I was like, hold on, wait a second. Wait, so we like, wait, so y'all just met a few months ago. You're dressing the same, you're acting the same, and you're like, oh, this relationship has enriched my life. I was like, oh, so that's not mother and daughter. I was like, these two are plotting to kill each other. They just don't know it. Like, the young one wants to kill the old one. the old wants only to kill be one. It. Yeah, exactly. They just don't know it yet. They both think the other one is going to be the victim. Yeah, it was it was some really weird shit but i think i i like i said i think i at least owe it one more episode to see how bad it is and uh if it's if it's as funny as it as it is when i was tripping i got to see terrible terrible things sometimes are the best things it was terrible, and it was the best. I can't even argue. It was the best thing I could have watched at that stage because usually at that stage, that's, that's what that's for. You know what I mean? The beginning of the trip is just like you don't want to – even if you go in with intention like, you know, I want to upgrade my whole consciousness. I want to download some new information about the cosmos. and That's fair to have going in. nothing wrong with that. But the first, you know, 45 minutes – to an hour of your trip is going to be like, it's just like everything is hilarious. So it's no point in even fighting through it. So once you get through that part, you settle into that peak a little bit more. And I think that's when the introspective stuff comes in. You start thinking about all these, well, me anyway, and the people that I've had experiences with, you know, somewhere in that middle ground is where shit gets, you know, philosophical and cosmic. But at first, we watched, the, I watched a nature documentary once. And it was it was like a sad one, you know. <laughs> they were talking about the the climate change and the habitat and stuff like that. But I wasn't really picking up on that part. They just showed these walruses, and, and the walruses were jumping off cliffs. They would it was bro it was hundreds of them, and they were just jumping off these cliffs. And we were watching it, and it took about ten minutes for somebody to say something. And somebody and somebody just asked, "Why are they doing this though?" Because it was just footage. There was no talking. <laughs> it's just footage of walruses jumping off cliffs. So eventually, <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. So even a person who wasn't tripping, you, you look at this for a while and you're like, okay, I, I, I get that they're doing this. But why are you showing this to me in slow motion for 10 minutes or whatever? <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand. Did it Did it, did it show it? the impact? Yeah, all of it. They show, oh, it showed wow. the whole thing. It was as they was hitting the rocks on the way down the whole thing. Oh. Bro, and we were just like, but why? <laughs> Listen,
0: there's a couple <laughs> moments where I had to, and, and the thing about it is it's so fascinating, but it's hit or miss because you start to understand so much about life and civilization. Like you get a lot of insight watching into how, you know, sophisticated some of these, um, some of these animals and the colonies and, and relationship dynamics that, that they have. You know, some of it's very sophisticated. So, it went in one end, you know, you might learn a lot, but then you could get shown some things that you just you just shouldn't see. Like I'm still traumatized. I remember seeing, um, you know, when the the snake catches the. Uh, I remember a frog, and I remember a rat, and you just see them like they're not even struggling. You just see the rat's face. And the frog's face where they're just <laughs> accepting their fate as they slowly get digested more and more into the snake's mouth. And there's nothing you can do. And I'm like, oh, that, that's just so sad. You yeah. just see it disappear. And then I think the most disturbing thing I saw recently, because I, I tried to get back into it because I saw some some cool shit. Like on YouTube, they had, you know, bees versus wasps. And, mm. you know, I'm not a, wasps are some motherfuckers, man. They yeah. might be – the most horrible creatures.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're evil. Like,
0: they are fucked up. You just see them get in there and they start eating the bees. Like, just one like don't give a fuck. Just ran up in there, kicked in the hive door, and just start fucking shit up. Like, they're horrible creatures. But, but what got me just to say fuck, it, I can't fuck with nature shows anymore, was I saw I saw a waris rape a seal. Like, wow. just rape the seal. Like, we're not even the same species. And there was nothing that, again, it's that same thing where, like, animals have this thing where they just resign themselves to their fate. Like, man, eh, this is nature. This is how it's going down. Right. And and it was like a crowd of walruses just watching. And the walrus just has his way with the seal, gets up and bounces. And that's it. So it's not even within the same species just, I need to prove a point. I have the power to rape a seal. I'm going to go ahead and rape a seal. I can't fuck with you, nature shows. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. know what's going
1: on out there. It's
0: yeah. disturbing.
1: It's Oh, it's rough. Nature don't give a fuck, bro. I saw one where it was some kind of impala or something like that. And uh, it was having a baby. The thing gives birth on the ground and, and then just takes off running. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's having a baby. And it just takes off running. The baby's barely breaking out of the placenta. And a fucking lion just runs up and grabs it by the head. And, and takes it and walks oh. away with it. Like soon as, and, the, and the mom was just like, oh, fuck. It just took off. Like, I can't even do nothing. We'll try this again in six months. Yeah, we'll, it try, plays out. <laughs> we'll try next season. Hopefully that'll go impolitic. a little better. We'll and we'll then think about problem. the freaking, think about the baby, yo. Because it's like... Just coming out of the friggin' like, right. oh, hey, hello, world, dead, right? It's unbelievable, bro. Nature. It's don't How it works around here? Yeah, and welcome, welcome to the world, bro. Get back into the circle of life. Try again.
0: Yeah, that that's horrible, man.
1: Yeah, and they put him, and they they get all this footage, and they put it on these shows. And it's really just there for human entertainment at this point because there's not really anything to do about it. There's no real moral conundrum or nothing. I mean, it is what it is. Nobody, you can't really say all oh, that. Mm-hmm. lying is. Mean. I disagree. That lion. Agree. I,
0: I think that's the next frontier of social justice. Oh. I think. I think we're gonna run out of shit to complain about, and we're gonna make our um, society so uh, childproof and vanilla. Pardon the terminology. And we're going to be looking for more injustices. Once we get everything figured out, like, you know what? These lions are not kind to these fucking gazelles. And that's going to be the next one. They're going to try to make like vegetarian lions and have them to stop fucking with the gazelles. They're going to try to civilize the wasps.
1: I can't just come uh, in here and eat these bees. I've heard they, uh, first of all, people are trying to make their dogs vegan already. So that's already happening and i don't think anybody has done it successfully yet i mean i think it's pretty much impossible but you know let them try that's their dogs they can do what they want but i've also seen uh, I've, i've heard somebody make the argument that once you know the world is once the messiah comes back and all of this stuff that animals would be vegan too because uh animals only kill each other because of original sin right the lion
0: will lay down with the lamb all right. of this commotion is is over some forbidden fruit. Right. And, now, and now the animals, you know, fuck ecosystems, <laughs> you know, fuck, fuck supply and demand and having a niche in in the environment. It's it, They would all live in harmony. I don't know what people would be eating or animals would even be yeah, eating. Yeah, I don't
1: know where any, unless there's going to be some kind of upgrade to the atmosphere and some speedy evolution, I don't understand how a lion is just going to start living on grass.
0: I don't, we're gonna have to make a lot of pea protein shakes. (laughs) That'll be a full time job because we're gonna, everybody's gonna have robots take over their job and we're gonna have to find something to do. And what we're gonna start doing is now human beings are gonna start busting their ass to make an alternative food supply for animals to try to get them to stop murdering each other.
1: We're gonna have to make plant based animals. Mm. We have to clone like, make live impossible burger antelopes and shit like that (laughs) and just send them out into the world or they're just going to be dropping a bunch of i think that's what'll happen impossible burger will be like they'll be like brondo they'll be just dropping impossible meat out in the middle of the jungle to feed the animals. that's that's what
0: we would be doing we would we would invest all this time and energy that would not cure cancer alzheimer's is still a problem um and still can't get rid of herpes, but we will make sure that we figure out how to get enough protein to the animal world. We'll figure it out. We'll start creating laboratory-like non-sentient meat product creatures, like where they don't—they don't have a heart or a brain. It's just the meat. We'll—we'll we'll do it. We'll do it in a preacher dish. We'll distribute wow. it out there. We'll—we'll we'll make it happen. And then. You're gonna have to socialize them different too. <laughs> That's Non-sentient
1: gonna be meat products. I, I, you know what? Maybe it's it's a little too close to something that could actually be uh, an area of study. Like a, a, I feel like this could be a real endeavor at one day. So I almost don't feel right laughing about it. Something is kind of not funny about. Well, then- well, they're <laughs> making, meat products.
0: I mean, they've made, they've grown like human ears on the back right, of mice, right, yeah. like replacement parts. Um, I know that that's like the next phase of like the, um, you know, the protein crisis and the environment. Uh, I know like, uh, I forget which it was an Asian country and I am i can't remember if it was China or Korea or Japan. Sorry. Um, but well, one of them was trying to figure out a way to make shit edible. Like, how do we convert shit into yeah, like? Yeah, I saw that. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. And then, um, and then there, there is like petri dish protein. Like, they're making meat that's
1: not from an animal. It's totally lab created. But if it's non sentient, how would it see? You don't want the animals to just learn to get fed. You have to give it some kind of nervous system so it can twitch or something to like nah, trigger it has nah, to trigger the animals
0: nah, you, these animals need to get jobs
1: <laughs> no <laughs> that's the it has to trigger how does it they, trigger the tiger's response to feed it they, The if same it's just way a big we got
0: push no push the button
1: get oh, the God. get the
0: food that's all right sick. you got to type for 8 hours you got to put this shit together on this assembly line for 8 hours you got to like throw people out of their house for 8 hours everybody gets a job You press the button, you get the food. In order for animals to stop murdering each other, that's what we gotta do. We gotta find something for the animals to do. We gotta give them structure.
1: structure. Yeah, because why else do animals destroy each other? They need programs and education. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the only problem. That's why animals kill each other. It's because they don't have programs and education. Nature doesn't have after school programs. Yeah, they don't have they don't they don't promote the arts like that that's why all this is, is happening, obviously. That's why it's animal on animal murder. I disavow. <laughs> disavow. <laughs> oh man. I mean it's clear we have to go there and establish ourselves <laughs> and show them civility. Oh and shit. The first way to establish civility is by establishing dominance.
0: I just want to be there for that first field trip. Where they 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 dress up lions in little cutesy tuxedos and bring them into an opera, and and one of the lions just goes batshit and just starts devouring the people in the audience, and they really just they really just try, you know, they got to be cultured. you bring them to the opera, you give them some of that culture, and you, the I'm, you got to broaden their horizons.
1: We're gonna take them to see Hamilton. Oh no, that's gonna set them off. That's going to set them off. You got to start with something a lot calmer. You can't, you can't start with Hamilton, bro. That's going to set them off. they get hype but, off the rap battles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we can't have them. We can't get them hyper. We got to have them be cultured, classically cultured. That's the point. It can't just be anything. We can't be giving them a bunch of booms and baps. Hey, that, that's not helping anybody. You're going to
0: lullaby them with, with classical music. You play classical music around them all the time. Yeah, this I guess you could. Do, you're gonna have to. There's got to be a lot of drugs involved, like constant tranquilizers. I mean, they are <laughs> gonna have to be until we really start to get like the first couple of generations, you know, programmed in and plugged yeah. in. You're yeah. really gonna have to use a lot of sedatives.
1: Yeah, you got to put them on a drip. Purposes. You
0: got to oh, put yeah. them on a drip.
1: <laughs> you you got to install something in their collars that just gives them a nice steady drip of, just of cool non-stop
0: juice. morphine the yeah. first couple of generations are probably going to die from liver failure but eventually they'll adapt they'll be able to their morphine tolerance will kick right. up you know yeah. uh, well, and they'll be able to live through it we'll keep them sedated and, and eventually we can start weaning them off I say maybe six or seven generations of, right. of getting them accustomed to uh, sitting through operas and showing up to their job every day and I yeah. and I and I think uh, I think we're on the right track and eating
1: clone meat that doesn't twitch. Feeding them clone meat laboratory with no twitch meat. and laboratory meat with no twitch fibers. It mm-hmm. doesn't uh, and they don't have to cook it. They don't have to do nothing. They can just eat it raw as is. So they or, or or should they be forced to cook it? To civilize them even more, because you don't want them just gorging on some raw meat, right? I mean, now if you don't, yeah, if
0: you don't keep them busy, they'll they'll start plotting against us. Right?
1: Yeah, you got to give them more tasks. You got
0: to keep them. You got to go to the store to get it. You got to cook it. You got to. You can't just have it. You want to put some lettuce on it too. You want to put it between some buns. Some mayo. Eat it like an animal. Yeah. Yeah, Lots of mayo. (laughs) (laughs) Lots
1: of mayo. That's racist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> is ma- is mayonnaise the same as it's like the that like the equivalent of watermelon? I I think it's become that now. Yeah, but I'm I'm not
0: ashamed to eat it. But to be fair, I've always found it disgusting. I've never seen the value in mayonnaise. Like people eat, like there's just weird shit that people eat that oh this is delicious. I don't know if do deviled eggs have mayonnaise in them? Yeah, yes, yeah, disgusting. It's probably yeah. the two. Is that foods what they're called
1: deviled eggs?
0: Is that what they're called deviled? <laughs> white devil eggs.
1: They've been deviled. Oh, shit. Put the mayo in them, make them deviled.
0: You got it. First of all, they're all white already. And then you're just putting more white. All white, yeah. everything. White okay. on white on white. And you're just shoving mayonnaise in it. And little. And I guess if you really want to be hardcore, you could like sprinkle a couple like coconut shavings on it. Oh, good Lord. Find...
1: <laughs> oh, that's super white. That's super duper white. That's just some sour th- cream. It's yeah. like the raisins and the potato salad white. <laughs> I've seen people complain about that on the now I've personally never had raisins and potato salad, but to me the outrage was the funniest part. People were really disturbed and upset because of how other people eat their food. That really moves some people. I've never encountered uh raisins
0: in potato salad. But again, potato salad, mayonnaise, I minamar mean, I'm already again, not
1: right, Before. right. See, that's weird. How? Who even came up with mayonnaise? How'd
0: that happen? And just <laughs> it's injected into things where it shouldn't be. I don't put
1: that shit on my hamburger. Oh yeah. Well, it's just something extra. I think. I ah. think when you have uh, when you make shit like that, you just have more little squeeze bottles at your at your fixing station. So you get a little ketchup, a little mustard, a little mayo, a little whatever else we got over here. You got to have the mayo. It's something you can put in a bottle and squeeze on food. I mean... Uh, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise it, is disgusting. It smells disgusting.
0: It looks disgusting. Um, it's too close in color and consistency with semen. I want no part oh, of mayonnaise. Wow. Oh, if wow. If you... I specifically, if I ever go anywhere and, and, and I've really... There was a, a long time I wasn't messing with fast food at all. But every once in a while, you know, okay, let me get a grilled chicken sandwich. And the, the default setting is we're going to slather this shit in mayonnaise. And I specifically have to tell them, make my shit dry as fuck. Don't put anything on it, please. Please. I don't want to look through this sandwich and look at this. It's, it's, it's anything. Anything you're getting from a stranger, I don't want any kind of consistency like that in that. The color, the consistency, the smell, no. Keep it away from my food.
1: Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And, and mayonnaise is also one of the one of the main components in uh, most food poisoning, right? It's always something with mayo that sends somebody to the hospital. mm mm-hmm. little Can't here's another thing. Up.
0: Mayonnaise can't be in the sun. You really want to fuck some people up, have that mayonnaise out in the sun. Is People it particularly
1: the sun, or is it just being
0: outside, like exposed to air? Or? I think I think it's specifically the sun and the heat.
1: Wow, that's interesting.
0: And I don't know. My um, I'm kind of liking this racist analogy we're constructing. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with specifically the sun. Okay. Mayonnaise that- cannot tolerate the sun without becoming poison, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the it's one of the primary ingredients in devil eggs.
1: <laughs> so so we just need to make a, a YouTube video Why mayonnaise is white people 10 reasons mayonnaise is <laughs> white people <laughs> We'll get it on Vox Or BuzzFeed we'll we'll <laughs> BuzzFeed and Vox, they'll both run it i there's a few of them They're you know, like 10 reasons why mayonnaise is white people Mayonnaise and white people Can't be in the sun
0: First of all, have you seen a Coca-Cola bottle? That shit is sexy Look at this mayonnaise (laughs) bottle. This shit is bad bodied. Nobody wants to be shaped like a jar of mayonnaise.
1: Bad bodied. That's such a terrible insult. (laughs) And it's so basic too, right? It's it's not even descriptive. It's like, it's no, just bad body. I'll just Mm -hmm. keep it mad simple on you.
0: It's one of those, it's one of those, um, one of those phrases where you're kind of saying everything without saying anything. Another one. That came up in recent years that kind of struck me in a certain way was, oh, that makes me feel some type of way. Mm. What?
1: Some t- yeah. Everything That's, is yeah. some
0: type of something. I mean, could you be any more vague? But you already know it's a negative connotation. Like,
1: you know, you made me feel some type of way. Didn't somebody make a song whose song, whose hook was that? Was it Future? Did he do that? I gotta say, I don't
0: know. It's probably, it, it's, it's gotta be Drake.
1: Drake? I don't know. If,
0: if it's some type of way, I feel some type of way. It's got to be Drake. It's got to be in
1: his feelings. I got to look it up. Now. Some type of way. Drake? Well, Drake, he, he's definitely a big feelings guy. <laughs> he wants you to know what he's going through. He's a big. Oh, it was Rich Homie Quan. What happened to him? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, he's probably feeling some type of way about it. Some type
0: of way. You say? Some, I mean, some type. <laughs> nothing is communicated. You've said absolutely nothing, but we yeah. all know what you're talking about.
1: I heard that in, uh, I heard it in like Patwaast. I heard it in Jamaican culture first, and feel some type of way and feel no way. I heard both of those. So some type of way was always had a negative connotation, though. But well, I've and, heard
0: feel no way, like yeah, you know, like you. I don't have an opinion on it. Like I feel feel no way,
1: right. No? At least that makes sense. Yeah, I've heard that. That makes sense. But I've definitely heard some type of way before, and but it was like uh, negative or uh, uh, automatically negative. Like, you don't have to guess what some type of way is. It was just automatically bad. It was rich homie Quan, huh? This
0: is maybe five, in the last five or six years, I've, yeah, this wasn't something that was always
1: known to me. This is a new phrase for me. 2013, his song came out. Maybe he was a little bit ahead of the curve. I'm st- cuz I still hear that shit now. And and, and it does. It, it, you're right. It, it makes no sense. It doesn't really say anything. Nobody says
0: anything. No nothing matters. I've yeah. I've reached peak nihilism. That's why I don't care. I don't <laughs> care if the, the big the big fucking flower fight. I don't care if it's lesbian porn. I don't care if it's parody. I don't care if it's a legit competition where these retarded people really think that they're building prefabricated models into works of art. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. It's something that somebody made that somebody's willing to watch and it's creating a opportunity for currency to be exchanged. Okay, whatever. I don't care. But art has declined to such a degree like it doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. Just make whatever you want. I don't care. I, I, I can't spend enough energy to figure out whether I need to take it seriously or I'm supposed to enjoy it. Ironically, it's it's too much work to try to figure it out.
1: Yeah, That's I wouldn't what say my nihilism it, has brought me. I wouldn't say it declined. I say it expanded. It's expanded extremely. But the good thing about it is you don't even have to make the decision anymore because when art was, you know, when it was high art and all of this kind of stuff, they made your opinions for you. So when you would go to places to see art, like they've already decided what it is for you. You don't get to go there and say, "Hey, this ain't as good as people say it is," because that just makes you uncultured swine. <laughs> And you can get the fuck out of here Because you don't have an eye for art But now it's expanded so much You can have any opinion you want About anything and it's all valid And I think that's the point of art anyway So yeah, it might be they, getting closer up... It might be getting closer To the real intrinsic meaning Of what that shit is Instead of having all of these dealers And people who can tell you What's valuable and what's not And who's, what what we should like and who we shouldn't like And who's hot right now Now Anybody can make whatever they want and have the same shot at finding a group of people who really love that shit instead of just being told where you fit in the hierarchy of artists. I think we have too much time on our hands
0: and we're running out of things for people to do. That's what that's what I think the explanation is. I think there was a time where life was so hard and there was so much other laborious undertakings that had to happen in order for people to, to have existence that only a very few people could have the luxury to make pictures all day. And those people had to be able to do it better than anybody else. So I think a part of it too is how many people can do that? Like, everybody could kind of rap. Everybody. I mean, they've done parody joke shit, um, you know, they did the Super Bowl shuffle, I think, in 85,
1: you right. know,
0: like like everybody can, especially that old type, but duh, would you bet it there? Yeah. You know, you see that. I forget some company like CEO board group or whatever, like they had like a little didn't even Karl Rove, like Karl Rove. There was something like the Republican Party had like a convention or a meeting or whatever, and they were all rapping. Did you ever see that? No. Okay, Carl Rove was rapping on beat. You need to look that up.
1: He was rapping on <laughs> as, beat.
0: As soon as you can. Yes, there is footage out there of Carl Rove rapping. And if and if and if you didn't if you didn't like if you think it hurts your soul to see people dancing off beat, like listening to Carl Rove land where he's supposed to land, but the fact that he's just doing it. It's gonna hurt your soul a little bit. There's <laughs> gonna be there's gonna be some damage to, so, but that's it racist. exists. So, but so, but anybody, right? Anybody can do it, but it doesn't mean you could do it good. And you could tell somebody that's okay. You're following along, and you know you got color coded patterns of you know rap by numbers. You're gonna land on the kick. You'll land on the snare. You know you may get lost a little bit in between, but you're landing where you're supposed to land. So yeah, you sound all right, but that's not. Doing it well, like when you're right in the pocket with every syllable, you're landing where you're supposed to land. You're taking you do taking some creative license and going outside of the structure. You're stretching some syllables and putting a little swagger in there as well. Like there's so many different components to it. You could say, no, 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 you're doing that well as opposed yeah, to yeah. just being able to do it. So yeah. I think not everybody could paint the Sistine Chapel, right? But anybody could just splash their fucking boogers and feces on a canvas and be like, "Listen, it makes me feel some way." I look at it and I feel like if anybody can do it, yeah, maybe you had to create a vision to do it. Like the dude that, what is it? He 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 taped a banana to a wall, right? right and it sold yeah. for like a hundred something grand, some crazy shit. Yeah. Like technically, yes, he did think about it, and it was ridiculous, <laughs> right? Yeah. But literally, anybody could do that. So, But I, nobody I do,
1: did it though
0: I, I, and, and that's where I'll concede there's, <laughs> there's a stroke of Thoughtfulness and brilliance into that And really I think that the whole Performance art was For the Jeffrey Epstein shit Because mm, okay. they came in and they covered it up After the shit all happened So literally what people saw was Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself And then that being covered up It was literally a (laughs) cover-up. That's what I think that the real art was. I thought I think that the banana was just a distraction.
1: Well, listen, I'm I'm glad people can get away with that kind of shit, because I mean it does it says something about this whole matrix that that we exist in. There's a lot of ways that you can create these anomalies and do these things, and I think it should be open for people to explore and make a come up with. Like I mean, it. I don't think it says a whole lot. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't think it really says a whole lot about the state of the world, really, because it's just a small thing and then it's gone. So a guy tapes a a, a banana to a canvas. Something happens. It's the right time, the right place. He could have done it uh, two weeks earlier and nobody gave a shit, but he did it at the right time. It made the right amount of sense. He capitalized on it. And now he's gone. Uh, I mean, I don't know per, for sure, but I mean, I I don't think he's out here. Trying to make him like you know I'm the guy who put the banana on the like I don't think he's running that hustle, I don't I don't think that would work too out too well you know you're trying to still be interviewed about it years later, that was me that banana the tape yeah that was me, but I but somebody else is gonna do something else, and it's gonna work for them too I think that's a good mechanism, to exploit within the system because if we hold the Sistine Chapel. As our you know As our gauge to what fine art is Where does that leave Basquiat You know what I'm saying I mean, what, is, what does that say about him If we looking at the Sistine Chapel There's no linear path From this is good art And this is also good art If if we hold the Sistine Chapel the way we do Where does that leave him And people like him
0: No but I mean But you have, you have Picasso in between You have Dolly in between you know, like I, I don't I don't think that it necessarily has to be like Renaissance quality oil paintings for it to be considered art. I was just making the 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 point that the degree of difficulty matters, you know right. but but also, yeah, the thought behind it, the perspective, the meaning, the story you're telling with it. You know that's that that's all a part of it that could be taken into it, but I mean it's still a snobbish culture that that tells you what's good or not. I mean that that that's never went away.
1: Like that dude with his banana on
0: the wall. It's to it, to to a, to a certain it's degree. Definitely
1: losing his grip. It's definitely definitely losing his grip because those people are being forced. All that's why I said it, are expanded because those people are being forced to not only add things into their field of vision that their own personal ideas about what art is may not have allowed for not just what people want to see or what's happening in the real world they have sort of a grip on what gets into the places to be seen what gets in the museums or what gets in front of buyers they can put their own opinion onto it but when things start to expand they have to make different decisions. Are you going to be locked into what your opinion is? Or are you going to start adding in some of this other shit that you heard was popping on the internet? Or or somebody who's making a splash on their own. So you're forced to do that or you're just going to be left out of the game. Just, mm-hmm. It's the same thing with... uh, Not the same thing, but I'm, my friend who is with the kids football and all that was telling me about how the, the people who win the most football games are the ones... They, they all get their uh, best players babies from the in same early. schools. Yeah. yeah, they well get the babies early. <laughs> well, they get their football players from the best from the same schools. So these schools who might be in the middle of nowhere and might not really have people checking for them, they basically go in to find kids from St. Pete <laughs> to, to, have to play football for them. And it ended up out in Nebraska or something like that. So those people understand they're not just standing around you know, getting the people from their local or people who find them interesting. They're going specifically to look for the people who are going to help them win those games, regardless of what their politics are about anything. They want to win those games. And the same thing with art. It's like, if you want to be in the game, you're going to have to expand with with people's consciousness. And I think overall, that's probably a good thing because people are just going to like what they like. You know, some there are people who will look at cubism and then look at some something else and say well that's just too simple it's just it's rudimentary you got to be a real genius to paint cubism all that other shit is stupid so people are they always gonna have those opinions but that's for inside the walls of certain spaces but art itself that's you can't put a saddle on that shit you can't lock it into a into a square and be like this is what is considered art is so much shit is going to get folded into it now whether or not you can make a living selling bananas taped to canvases that's something you got to figure out if that's your artistic journey you got to figure out if that's going to be viable for you but whether or not it's included in the definition oh it's definitely art for sure for sure and I'm sure a lot of people don't like it either. They're like, "No, that's garbage. It's not art." Well, well I I didn't think it was art the first time I heard about the dude who made uh, the Virgin Mary out of cow poop. But guess what? It is. <laughs> it absolutely is, and I don't think nobody can argue with it now. It just is. We can look at the type of influence and noise that guy made. By doing that, by taking the canvas, putting some cow poop on it. And it probably wouldn't have meant nothing to nobody if he made a cow poop Barbie. Nobody would have cared. But cow poop Mary, it's like, oh, we're we gonna talk about this one.
0: Yeah, I mean somebody did like Piss Christ. Right. And so there's been some there's been some stuff that people got pretty uh outraged about. I think uh Steven Crowder uh painted a picture of Muhammad with period blood. Uh, mm. I thought that was pretty uh That's pretty pretty ballsy.
1: That's gangster. That's gangster. And I I'm I'm I support that 100%. Because uh he's in Texas. So I mean, you could do that there. Yeah, you should be able to do it anywhere. I mean, well, it is You should. You should. But you, you, should, can't. But you can't. That's you can't. the truth. But you should be able to do it anywhere because uh if anybody is is psycho enough to try to hurt you over a picture you drew, you know, I, I don't think the right answer is don't draw the picture. That's yeah, the wrong me answer. Either.
0: Me neither, <laughs> man. The I'm wrong I'm answer. not Yeah, and and it, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I was outraged about so much shit today. Um, but I had those C B D gummies, so I kinda I'm just kinda I feel I feel almost like I mean, I've never taken heroin, but I'd assume that this is pretty <laughs> on par with how oh, it feels. No. You just
1: I, I don't know I'm, about that.
0: I don't have any I don't have any outrage about it. But I remember I was feeling very outraged about so many things. One was the, the Colin Kaepernick like signed a deal. Like he's he's making like documentaries now. Like he's he's getting more and more millions and millions of dollars off his hustle. It, it, I'm just disgusted by it. I'm disgusted by it. But I, I took the CBD gummies and i just kinda eh, whatever. And another thing that I was upset about was the the censorship in cartoons. Like, I've loved The Simpsons for years. They're they're getting rid of characters now. Nobody can do a voice unless they're the color of the character. And I thought about this. I thought about how you're going to apply that. And then the first thing that came to my mind was the boondocks. Like, are we going to have to cancel and go back and re-edit the boondocks? Like, Charlie Murphy and Sam Jackson had some of the funniest moments on that show. I don't I don't want Rummy or Ed Wunsler voiced by anybody else. Like what a dumb rule. That was like one of the hilarious aspects of it is that they're clearly uh you know wiggers, right? But they're voiced by authentically black dudes. It's great. It's brilliant. Does this well, apply to black people though? Wait a minute. Did you saw the Boondocks though, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They,
0: it's. It was some, to me, that was some of the most brilliant satire ever to grace television. It's up there with, it's up there with South Park, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it was up there. Like, it was brilliant. The yeah. The episode where Martin Luther King comes back from the dead. Oh, God, bro.
1: Some of that shit. I mean, it's, shit. it's pretty perfect. I mean, to keep it real, it's pretty perfect. It's, I can't, I can't think of any, I'd have to watch the whole, I'd have to binge watch it all to remind myself of any type of gripes I had or of a place where I didn't agree or didn't find it funny. As far as I remember, it was a pretty perfect it series. It
0: was a perfect show. Aaron Magruder was like the the Dave Chappelle of animated series. Like, like if Dave Chappelle was the hip-hop comic, like Aaron Magruder was like the hip-hop Seth MacFarlane. Like, just I'm just gonna do some brilliant animation shit and just have some you know hilarious on point satire the the trial of robert kelly uh i mean there's so much there's just oh, so much perfect
1: oh so stink much. meaner with the oh my <laughs> gosh dude yeah,
0: yeah. it's it, it's a perfect show but you know what does it say if if you're talking about a median cuz that is art like it's all drawn right i mean it's 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 it, it and that's why it's always been an art form that interests me more like just seeing actors that shit isn't as as, as great to me as like something that's animated it gives you right. more freedom you can be more surreal and aesthetically like that's another aspect like you could do color correction and all that stuff you know and cgi and you kind of but you can't craft a world like the the world of the simpsons just the the color palette that they use and the way they draw the like it it it's it's its own it's its own thing that makes it uniquely artistic. And I don't want to start like having rules where you're taking that absurd shit and now you're forcing it to apply to these to these real world parameters. It just seems absurd to me when that's the whole point of the median. And furthermore, like you remember the crows from Dumbo? Oh yeah. Okay arguably some of the most racist shit like the 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 black characters Mm. and the jewish characters in disney films they were not they were not shown in a favorable light but now you got to ask yourself well they're crows so they're anamorphic it's not even it's not even like you are you going to train a crow to talk like what do you do like you have to voice it and then if you agree like well they're crows and they're gonna you know they'll be jive talking crows right yeah. so clearly it's a black it's a it's gonna be a black character okay so you went and got black voice actors so for by your logic if you're like everybody's got to be whatever they're voicing then i don't think we can call the crows from dumbo racist anymore like well, isn't well, what... that giving a black actor work for doing a black voice
1: Well, the leader of them was named Jim, so that one was definitely racist. I don't know about the rest of them, though.
0: Well, but okay,
1: (laughs) Jim was good.
0: Could we argue that that was a secret uh, diatribe directed at the evils of Jim Crow? Mm. Maybe Uh, Walt Disney
1: was. Walt Disney was dropping jewels, unbeknownst to all of us. I don't know if you could point out the evils of Jim Crow by using Negro <laughs> Crow <laughs> caricatures. I'm not sure if that works specifically, but uh, that's a that's a nice lob though. That's a good try. That's a good try. You Part got of I mean, the Times you gotta try, right? You gotta try. But I I don't I don't understand that whole uh, the the character race thing. I don't I don't know if it applies to black people yet. I haven't necessarily seen anybody tell a, a black person who's voiced the character that wasn't black that they should step down that might be problematic to actually tell them they should step down but for some reason a lot of white folks has taken the initiative to remove themselves and say you know this should be a person of color or whatever now okay so something like um okay is it problematic for the guy to, to play Apu is Apu at all just the existence of that character in today's you know by today's standards is that an issue
0: apparently it is cuz he's been he's been phased out
1: so he's gone
0: completely but, oh yeah he's gone he has i don't think he's been there for like a couple years now wow it was, it was a big controversy
1: now is that good or bad though okay let's look at that it's is that good or bad
0: retarded listen um is the dude that voices, um, what's the dude's name? The janitor, Willie.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Janitor Willie. What the fuck Bleed is?
1: Bleeding
0: gums. No, gums. no, bleeding gums. The that, was the jazz
1: player. Oh, oh Willie is the uh, the Irish guy, right? The Irish guy, Scottish he, or whatever. He, right, but he's but he's
0: I forget his name. He has he has more to his name than just Willie. Ah, I can't remember. But anyway, um. But, yeah, is that dude Scottish or is he just doing a Scottish accent? Well, Krusty the Clown is Jewish. I mean, it's probably a Jewish guy that does it, the voice. But if he isn't, I mean, does Krusty the Clown have to be voiced by a Jewish dude? So the, the problem is, is with making all of these assertions, at some point, the double standard is going to be indefensible. And it is going to come down to, like, you're talking about a fictitious animated character I mean, what was that lady? uh, I forget her name. She used to have lamb chop. Was like her little puppet.
1: Oh right, right, right. I know you're talking
0: about. Yeah, this is the song that never ends. Yeah, right. So does that bitch have to be a lamb? Like what? Well, so she's voicing. Okay, so that's
1: different. Okay, oh why is it
0: different? That's different. You're giving life to something that's lifeless, and she decided, well,
1: this is how the lamb is going to talk. Right. I mean, so lambs don't talk so she can decide what type of person that she can attach anything to it right so when you choose a person then i I, of course i don't agree with this i I think it's kind of silly because it whoever the best person for the character is should be able to offer the voice that's that's basic intelligence that's not even a stretch but if it's an animal, if it's an insect or something like that, you just got to be careful, I think, with how you depict it. Like the Transformers had those two, <laughs> those two coon Transformers. Cool, cool ass Transformers. <laughs> it was doing, there was breakdancing and talking jive and all that shit with gold chains and, you know, that, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that shit's stupid. His name was Jazz. Right, that shit is goofy. But, it, you know, she she can do whatever she wants with a lamb. But when you decide to make a character who's the owner of a quickie mart and he's Indian, I'm just saying, just as a character, those people do exist in the world, right? So to add them to the, to the character, to the cast of the show, there's nothing wrong with that. But when somebody who's not of that culture or of that type of descent is playing, is doing the voice... I definitely see where that's an open lane for somebody to say they're being insensitive or or anything when they make jokes and he's not on the right end of the joke, they can definitely paint that, you know, as, as being offensive because nobody, there's not a voice in there from that culture to say, no, that's kind of stupid. We don't do that or, or anything. I don't even know if that's fair. But if you're going to use that person and their culture and their language and their the fact that they don't understand the nuances of America, like all of that's going to play into the character. So, if you don't have a voice, a person in the room that can give you some type of insight into that culture, and you're just making assumptions about who they are and what they do and how they act, you're leaving yourself open. Whether and I don't know if I'd be offended by it. Like, I mean, it's if you're allowed to do that, it's from your imagination. Not the, it, the 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 character is, but it's a that's a real person. Somebody's gonna watch The Simpsons, and then they're gonna go to a Seven Eleven somewhere, <laughs> and they're gonna call that guy Apu. He, he's in there. He's in there waiting for him. You know what I'm saying? That they're gonna encounter that person okay. that you're depicting in real now, life.
0: Now Bart Simpson is an eight year old boy, right? He's voiced by a fifty year old woman.
1: He also he's he's also yellow with a spiked head,
0: mm, but. I think we kind of understand that the yellow in the Simpsons—they're not Asian. They had an episode where they went to Asia, and the characters were drawn different. It's it's implied that they're 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 pink people, right? Okay,
1: so I get it, but okay, so then we'd have to what we have to do is (laughs) take a step back and be like, it starts
0: becoming, it starts becoming absurd, and 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 but it's also just one of those things where it doesn't mean anything it 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 actually doesn't improve anybody's life and you know what if somebody got it wrong you could literally get it wrong about any character in anything because someone that is of that coach could be like well that's not my experience cool that's not your experience right That's 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 not your experience cuz you could say well not every um um indian man uh owns a Quickie mart yeah, and and not every bald white dude works in a nuclear power
1: plant. I mean, yeah. Not everybody totally is anything. I totally get it. I totally get it, but I have to I have to admit there is something there's something inside of me that cringes a little bit. You know, when you see those type of characters in shows like it can be done well and it can be funny, but I don't I, and I don't even think I'm cringing for me. I can just see where that could be taken the wrong way for somebody. And when you have a uh, See, when you have white but characters, but
0: but isn't that but isn't that like you said, people decide the value of art.
1: Right. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah.
0: So the the simple answer is okay, if if that character not just doesn't resonate as true, not just okay, it's a it's a it's a it's a stereotype.
1: Right. And they're know. picking on it versus them right. being part of the community. They're just, right. you know, ostracizing them I, and making them the butt of the joke all the time. There's right. a difference. It's a you, yeah.
0: But 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 really what it represents and it because there's it there there's definitely uh a part of the I guess the the politically correct end of the culture that it's okay. Or it's encouraged, and it's been a thing for a while that the that the white man is the the butt of the joke. Like Homer Simpson is the the most fucked up retarded character in the whole show. Right. And nobody stops for an instance to say, like, man, come on. I mean, you know, is
1: this how we want to portray white men? Well, because there's contrast. There's also uh, Burns. There's also there's so many. There's Mo. There's all these other people. Yeah, who, but he's the that main role. Character. He's the main character but there's other people okay. who are his exact Mr. demographic Burns
0: is a is a rich evil white man.
1: Right. And that's contrast. But go contrast with a dumb white and, man. And, and and a bar owner and a cop who's also pretty a dumb. A bar owner who's a criminal. Right. The and cop I'm... is completely incompetent. <laughs> right. Like it's, if... it's contrast. It's contrast. No no no.
0: no, no. These are all <laughs> terrible characters. If anything Apu is smart. He owns his own business. This episode where he's enlightened and he's a vegan, he doesn't eat meat, and he and he teaches Lisa, like, listen, don't be a fucking cunt and try to force everybody to be a vegan. Just do you, and people will eventually come along. And he offers, he hands down life lessons and wisdom to a child that's not even his own. He's a benevolent character, so really, they're careful... Not to portray the right, right, uh, a right. character as ways that were their buffoons, but right. we're completely comfortable treating the white characters; they can all be as buffoons as much. Now, I don't think that well, there they can be take an it. Advocacy, they group, can take but it. But this is okay, and this is <laughs> where the double standard. And this they is why I say it. America is a white man with his black girlfriend arguing. There's this double standard where. There's we talk about white fragility, but really the way we conduct is like black people could not see themselves being made fun of in this way. They, if they want to do it for themselves, they can. But we're, we're just not going to do it. We're just going to bash men, white men, and, and be very respectful and kind to everybody else. And it's like, yo, you can make everybody an asshole. You can make you can make everybody like and that's one of the things I like about South Park, and that's one of the things I like about the Boondocks. Most or um, always sunny in Philadelphia. Everybody's a piece of shit. There's no hero. I, I feel like that's a that's a more honest portrayal. It's just
1: everybody's kind of a piece of shit. And they, yeah, they kind of trade places back and forth. Yeah, who's, who's trying to be Kyle a little? Kyle has
0: been an asshole. Stan yeah. has been an asshole. Eric is a more consistent asshole, but they're all really, they're all fucking assholes. Like nobody is off limits, but you know, it, I I mean, I don't I don't want it to be a thing where it's like we have to um we have to start like white male advocacy groups. Like I I just think that shit is absurd, but you're really kind of acknowledging by having this double standard That like white men are great. Like they're so powerful and so thick skinned and so accomplished. You'll never hurt their feelings. You'll never hurt their ego. It's fine. We can betray them however we want. But if we do that with anybody else, they're so fragile. Their self-esteem is so delicate. You'll decimate them. You'll destroy them. And we simply can't do that. And I kind of find that more offensive than just being like, okay, we can make fun of you too. Everybody can make fun of everybody, but when we have it just like, okay, this group can make fun of that group, because I mean, if that's the standard, like how many, you, there was a time in like the late 90s, early, there had to be just the mid and late 90s, I don't even think Comic View lasted until the 2000s, I could be I could be wrong, but there was a time where like every black comedian, like that was the shtick, black people do shit like this, white people do shit yeah, like this. Definitely. And some of it was corny but it's built on some of the legends that did it really well and so for a lot of people that was a template of okay i'm going to be in the lane of that humor and it's like that's okay that that that's okay it's fine but but when we start having all of these double standards i just think it i just think it becomes absurd like it's one thing to be like um you know liz taylor shouldn't be cleopatra okay I, I, I get that. If if you wanna make the movie where you know what I'm saying you got uh um you know uh I don't know, uh Vivica Fox as Cleopatra, cool. Do that.
1: Uh, that like, would be historically inaccurate.
0: But but, but 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 both of those movies can exist. Like we're gonna have, you know, they went to all this trouble like uh everybody in Aladdin. If it's a live action flick, everybody's gotta be from the Middle East. You know, okay, we're doing uh, The Lion King, all the voices got to be African. All right, we're doing The Little Mermaid, but we're going to change Ariel to black. Well, wait a minute. Right. Why are we, if it's so important not to change these other cultural characters, and you want to have animation to be reflective of a racial identity, like, why would you, it just doesn't make sense that you're doing it in the reverse, I don't because
1: know. it's because it's framed to be reparative, because there's never been. Um, well, okay, so you talk about how The Simpsons has these characters of all these you know people who are white and they're all screwed up. There's never really been a time historically here where that type of propaganda was weaponized against white people. So they, they, it's never happened. But they have weaponized that type of propaganda against other races. So when you uh, and, and also the things that well, were created.
0: But specify the, the, who pe- they
1: is. the yeah. people who created the media and the people who ran the propaganda campaign.
0: So you you talking about the Jews then? Oh, is that who did it? <laughs> but I don't know. But we say because most people online when they say they, that's who they mean. So like when
1: we no, say I'm saying, they, I I, I I don't all I know is that the propaganda was created. Okay. You know what I mean? It definitely was. It was made. So maybe
0: maybe not in a coordinated nefarious way. But the history has told us. No, it
1: was, though. It was in a, in a nefarious way. They used it to to influence the public uh, idea about who people were over time. It was during wartime they did it. They did it when, during slavery. Did, I mean, they wanted to educate and socialize the population to feel a certain way about a certain group of people. So the, gov- so they put the it, government, the government uh, definitely allowed it. I don't know if it came from yeah. them. I don't know what I don't know who decided. Who was it at Disney that decided to make you know, the when when somebody's face blows up from an exploding cigar that they turn into a pickaninny with a black face and big lips? I don't know if that was the government who told them to do that, but it was there, it was there to be made fun of. You know what I'm saying? So that seeps into the consciousness of the people who were consuming that media. When you have people, when you're making movies like Birth of a Nation or people dressed in jungle. You know, outfits with the and they chasing white women around with spears and shit. People absorbed that and had they left with ideas about people with that kind of skin and from those type of places. That's propaganda. That's not just, oh, we made a movie and people just happened to take it seriously. They did it on purpose they did it on purpose and it's never been in the reverse in this country so when people say and then they and that trickles down from all the way back then that trickles down to the times when it wasn't maybe it wasn't 100 percent nefarious it was just that white was seen as the default so when you make a superhero or if you make a mermaid it's just white nobody you don't think to make black mermaids they they just didn't and then when they didn't they had the unicorns remember the, the uh the one Disney one where they have all the white unicorns and they're all beautiful, and then they have little black unicorns doing their nails and cleaning their hooves and shit. That's hmm, propaganda.
0: I, ne- I never saw that, bro. Listen, it was a, a cartoon.
1: It was unicorns. They were like centaurs. So there was like women up top, and they had unicorn uh, horse bodies, and they was all prancing around and singing. It was all beautiful, and then they showed a bunch of black ones. They were just cleaning their hooves. You know what I'm saying? So that that is propaganda. That's weaponized media. Because that changes the way people think about shit. It's insidious how it roots in your brain. So, like I said, later on it becomes, the casting is, it, it may not have been, we're going to make all the mermaids white so we can discourage black people. And I don't want black people to think they can be mermaids. That might not have been the idea, but at the tail end of the history of propaganda and media, when you make a movie about little for little kids about mermaids and they're all white, it's easy to draw a line to say that there's still prejudice and they're still excluding, blah, blah, blah. It's a very, very easy point to make when you take the whole history into account. So I think that's what people are reacting to. I'm personally am not one that's big on uh, demographic representation like that. I think people are raising their children to be weak. I think you 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 better off If you teach your child to see themselves in any other human. So if if it's a white man and he's a rock climber, there's no reason your black daughter should look at that and say, maybe I can't be a rock climber because all I see is white men doing it. That's a a parenting failure. Your your, your child needs to know that they can do whatever they decide to do, regardless of what the demographic is that's doing it. But like I said, that's, that's a parenting failure. That's not necessarily, but a lot of people do look at that and think, why aren't we represented here? How come you don't have if I watched a arrow on TV, how come every superhero, every person they deal with is white, all the scientists are white, everybody's white. Where's the black people at? Oh, there's a black there's one black cop or something like that. I think people should just be making their own media personally. I think you shouldn't be trying to shoehorn yourself into somebody else's I, narrative.
0: Right. And that's where I think the absurdity is, is why are you forcing other people? To change their art Right That art could be just not for you It could inspire you to make an alternative But it feels like such Empty Virtue signaling and pandering To say okay we're gonna give you this Empty gesture And it has no real world consequence Other than it aligns me With being like on the good guys team Like it it just It just comes across as so Um I don't know. Just just it, it just comes across as an empty gesture. And it's just focusing on shit that to me, like it, it doesn't matter. Like that's that person's like they crafted those characters. They put the time in, like doing the voice work, you know, and it's not an easy thing, you know, like they recorded, you know, hours and hours, they developed these characters and meetings, you know. Um, and there was a time where I mean we we all um appreciate when people do good imitations like there's comedians that have made whole careers of just you know they can sound like other people right. you know what i'm saying like that, that when you can get your voice in a certain way so that it mimics that sound and then you get the person's mannerisms down i mean so to do that from the ground up to create a character and it just so happens that that character is you know um from a different culture, I feel like you're going out of your way to be inclusive. You could have had all the characters yellow since all your voice actors were white, but you know, I felt like they wanted to be more inclusive. Well, we can have other characters from other cultures and I know how to do an Indian voice. So we'll have like an Indian quickie Mark guy. And you know, it is one thing like, cause I guess I could see what you're saying that, you know, maybe there wasn't a coordinated effort between, the CIA and Walt Disney, like it just wanted to get in people's heads. But you know, even the black white shit is fucking retarded because none of us are any color that you don't find in the dirt. We're different pigments of clay. That's it. There's no black people. There's indigo. There's brown. There's no white people. There's beige and there's pink, delicate pink skin. <laughs> there's,
1: yeah. there's,
0: there's, 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 we're so. In, in in formulating everything and framing everything in this way, I think it's like if it if you want people to engage your art but you don't want them to engage their art unless they they look like you well you're you're really cutting yourself off from a huge part of the marketplace and like how ridiculous would it be like to go to Nigeria right and like have this you know movement? I'm like, you know what? Uh, We're really concerned about how, you know, white people are being represented in your films. It's like, well, there's like five of you that live here and we really don't care. Like, it would be absurd in any other part of the world to go there and be like, uh, whoever is the minority in your country, we want to make sure that they have a particular kind of representation. Like, it's unimaginable. You know, like, we wouldn't go to China and be like, hey, you know, you guys got to change up some of your stories and your mythologies to be like, bitch, no, we're not. Nobody else would even indulge it, you know. In fact, if if we did that, we would we would call that colonization, you know. Like you're you're going into something and you're demanding that people change it, so you're changing their religion and their customs to be more like you. It's like, okay, well, if if these people created something and they created it how they created it, that's how they created it. So, wow. i think it's
1: different it's just different here because of the mixture of people we have like it wouldn't make any sense in china because it's pretty much an ethno state there's no you know there's no diversity that they're missing out on i mean i'm sure there's are just black folks that live there and shit now but there's no diversity that they're missing out on having representing because it's pretty much all chinese people there just i'm pretty much here, there's a lot of different types of people, but I still think I, I, I do get the argument. I understand it. I just I don't agree with people trying to force themselves into other people's stuff. I think you should just make your own. And it's easier now than it's ever been. So that's not really telling people to undertake some huge undoable task. I mean, people are doing it every day. People are making their own content. They put it on YouTube. They put it on wherever they want and it can gain a following. you never know. You could be doing a million dollar deal with Netflix in a year if you play your cards right, if that's what you want. But you have to do the work. And a lot of people don't want to do the work. They're just like, yo, you need to put more 300 pound models in your lingerie magazine. And they're like, yo, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Like, you know how much fabric it takes to make lingerie for you? <laughs> like, basically, the the answer to that is make your own magazine for big girls who want to wear lingerie or, or whatever it is. Make your own publication. Why are you trying to muscle in on Victoria's Secret's hustle? That's not for you. Do it someplace else. And if you garner enough attention and if there's a demand the way you say there's a demand, Victoria's Secret will eventually come to you. Which is the way you should want it anyway. You shouldn't want to be banging on somebody else's door begging for a handout, and it's not even technically a handout because they're going to try.
0: wanting to be treated like they're handicapped—that's
1: that's what it is. Everybody only if every... handicap was the preferred way to be because nah. they're not. They don't want you to treat them like they're handicapped. They want you to treat them like they're special. I
0: want not... wheelchair access to be the norm. Right, I want yeah. there to be more ramps than staircases.
1: Yeah, I want you to put the staircases around the back side of the building. Put right. the ramp in the front like that. That that's special treatment. That's not even just equal treatment. Because you just got to think about what percentage of people are we trying to serve and does it equal enough to make you know to make a to make these changes that especially if you gotta invest money in it. Like I heard somebody talking about uh they would make I think it might have been even Steven Crowder, honestly, because he was talking about transgender people, intersex people, and the percentage, he's saying the percentage is so low, it doesn't even make sense to try to train society, retrain society on how to talk or how to think because it's such a low percentage of people. And he said that there's also people born with six fingers. Does that mean glove companies need to start making gloves with right. six fingers? Like there's yeah, gonna it, have it to be a lot to more. Absurd. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot more there's gotta be a lot more people with six fingers before you, you, glove companies you, you, are responsible for making more, you know, gloves with six fingers. No, you you
0: know what we do is that we have a history where there really was atrocities and discrimination and oppression enacted against African American people in the country. And because of that historic um, uh, uh, atrocity, that sin, um, we are trying to recapture that fighting spirit magic. That's all that it's about. It's like, remember that time when everybody was racist and nobody wanted to have equality and then the country came together and we changed laws and we fought against it and we made it change we got rid of separate but equal we made you know we got rid of all of the barriers to to stop people from being able to vote and you know remember when we did all that like yeah yeah you know what a fight what an awesome thing and so now we try to find because there was something that was legitimate now we just try to recreate everything as being that And the next phase of that was was homosexuals, and it's like okay, you know, people are going out, gay bashing, and da 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 da, you know. And the more I look at the past, I'm like, nah, there was gay people everywhere. Like it it wasn't as open as it was now, but it was like, uh, yeah, Freddie Mercury. In hindsight, his the name of his band was Queen. It's pretty gay, you know. It's like it's not a mystery. Like David Bowie's, he's wearing some makeup. That's pretty. That's a pretty outlandish outfit. He's probably doing some gay stuff, which is fine. But these were like people that were you know, Richard Simmons. Who else was making, you know, oh exercise tape in the 80s besides Richard Simmons? Right. I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't like girls. But but it, it wasn't like these people were being like murdered and but it had to be framed as you know, it's it's you know, it's not fair and it's bad. It's like, "Well, wait, are, are people really going out and just murdering gay people?" Well, some people just don't like them. Well, okay. Well, that's kind of fucked up, but I mean, don't they have the right just to not like them? I mean, that's not an that's not an enlightened position, right? But I mean, do we have to force people to like everybody? I mean, if they don't like them, then you don't have to like them either. It's fine. But yeah. there's like, "Yeah, but you're not letting them get married." Okay, so we got it. Okay, so now you're so now you're looking for a fight. You're looking for oppression and marginalization where maybe it's not really there. But even with the marriage thing, I could I could get that argument like, OK, well, you know, uh, two people want to commit themselves to each other. Yeah, you should get the same benefits that everybody else has. That, that makes sense to me. I think there's there's a logical argument under the law for that. And then when that was one, it was like, OK, well, what if you really don't have a dick or you really don't have a pussy or you really don't even want to say what you have? You want it to be eternally ambiguous. Um, you got to build a third bathroom wait, I mean, okay, how many of these people exist again? So it, it just does, it becomes insane trying to find that, you know, that uh, my first revolutionary playset, you know, Fisher Price shit, that you're trying to recreate that magic and be that thing and it just gets to the point where you gotta find smaller and smaller demographics to be like, now you gotta, you know, you gotta represent this person this much because I mean, if that's the goal, that, you know, whatever the percentage of the population is, you have to have everybody from that percentage represented. Like, yo, we're going to have some boring fucking industries. I don't want to see a 60% white NBA ever, ever. What? Arguably, <laughs> sports were the most boring, the wackest shit ever. Like, okay, yeah, you know, if people back in the day it was like, yo, we're gonna go watch the Negro League play. Like, that's a better game of baseball to watch. You know, you watch those old footages of like James Naismith, like them in the peach basket. You watch how they used to play basketball then, yo, nobody wants to. that's the WNBA now. It's it's boring fun it's boring. It's whack. Nobody yeah. wants to watch that shit. So I don't want you to invade it and be like, yo, there's not enough white players. White people are 65% of the population. We need more mayonnaise on the court. No, let them do their thing. They have a league. They have a vetting process. They have a way that they evaluate talent. And they put on a show that most people want to watch. And it's not a small thing because people try to trivialize it like, oh, well, they're just playing a game. Bitch, they're playing a game that generates billions of dollars. They're so good at it and there's so much attention to it and people are in awe of how talented they are that it generates billions of dollars. You can't trivialize that. Why fuck with that formula? The Simpsons been on the fucking TV for like 30 years.
1: That, like, maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe they're crossing into some new territory that they didn't prepare for. Like people i mean i i don't know how many how many people does it take to really influence that kind of situation i mean is it that many people who are out here saying fuckers
0: are destroying everything how (laughs) just destroying because everybody keeps caving into them i you know and i think that people that disagree i think they're in the majority but they're just I think they either don't give a fuck or they just don't want the headache of having the fight.
1: Right. Because and they're, I think they're confused, too. They're confused. I think some of them don't even know if they're actually wrong or not. And I think that might be the problem because a lot of those people who actually care about being properly aligned and they don't want to speak up yet because... They don't know if they're just being ignorant, if they're privileged and don't understand it. Like so, some of these arguments do make sense. Some people do hold some, you know, some ideas that are a little bit screwy. And if they don't get confronted, or if they don't ever hear the the, the information presented to them properly, they might not ever change. So I think the problem is and oh, this this is interesting too. So I think the problem is the reason that people aren't speaking up is because they actually do care and want to be aligned properly. And maybe they just don't know if they're right or wrong with the way they feel. And which is technically Mm. is a good sign because they want to be right. They want to be aligned properly. And they don't know to just say, you know what, this shit is stupid. Because people have been saying that for a long time. And that's what that's what kind of forced people to explode emotionally like this, because there was a time when they were being insensitive to how other people felt about characters, about subject matter. And, and people have also been taking this shit wrong for a long time. I remember for years people talked about Archie Bunker being racist when I was one of the most progressive shows on TV. Son, got he, he learned a lot of lessons on that show. They, Archie was definitely the man of the house he had some terrible ideas about other races about homosexuals about all kinds of shit but he learned his fucking lesson in, in that show they used him at, at, to, at to be teachable on that show and i think people watched his absolute character and they took that as it being celebrated if you don't watch the entire context of the episodes you just see him being an asshole
0: but even on that george was a racist too it was yeah, the yeah, women true. yeah 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 it true. was the women who were like these motherfuckers are idiots it was yes. very pro-feminine and very progressive like they were the peaceful ones who were trying but the men were just fucking racist assholes and yeah. they both got made to look like
1: asses true now yeah. and again that's facts Yo, Arch- Archie Bunker on one episode this is I found I found out about this one maybe about a year ago and it bugged me out I had to find the episode to watch it uh, there's an episode where uh, he's in the bar a woman chokes in the bar. No, it's in the cab. He shares the cab with a woman. The person chokes and and almost dies, and Archie gives him mouth-to-mouth. And then they come to the bar to find him and tell him, like, yo, I wanted to thank you. And Archie finds out it's a cross-dresser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he gave mouth-to-mouth to a cross-dresser. It was, it was the craziest thing because of how... They were talking to each other, the jokes. And he didn't, of course, he didn't want his friends to find out. So he's like, yo, just don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody right. about what happened. But he wasn't, <laughs> he, he wasn't disgusted that he gave the person mouth to mouth. He just didn't want his friends to find out because he didn't think they would understand. Right. So even that stance is like, that's a little bit more progressive than you would think his character would react because he of course he was bugged out like holy shit I gave a man mouth to mouth but he got over it pretty quick and he was respectful and, and for that show at that time that's 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 crazy there's, that's there's some just, bombshell shit
0: it is there's just things now that intellectually we we it's indefensible and I know it's done in the name of a good intent but like we're living in a time now where there are white people in the street rubbing and kissing feet and shining shoes. Like this isn't this isn't the era of the KKK. There's people that are supremely sensitive uh, to the concerns of of people that are being deemed as marginalized. But, you know, while I watched that um I forget the names, dude. Carol, the Wall Street dude, mm. Carrollton The dude, the dude, uh, Sway interviewed him and he like went to jail for murder when he was 17 I got you. being a Wall Street guru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget his name. Something, Wall Street, Carrollton or Carlton, I'm sorry. But, um, you know, one of the things he said, it was like, you know, everybody I know around me was on drugs and, um, and everybody told me that it was white people's fault that we were in this predicament. Um... And, and I was listening to it, and I was thinking about it, I'm like, you know what, I do think a lot of people have that experience, not necessarily everybody around you is on drugs, but like there's a narrative like being crafted now that white people get these stories of, you know, we gotta hate the Negroes and nothing could be further from the truth. Any, anybody that grew up in the 70s or 80s uh, and especially the 90s, was socialized as, as as that race... Being a racist is the worst thing that you could be. Like, so there might be some pockets of very rural areas, but that was not mainstream culture. Like, I'm sure you can go to some spots in Louisiana, some spots in Alabama, some spots in, um, you know, uh, Mississippi, where, yeah, those, those are, you know, they're just straight up telling their kids some hateful shit. Right. Probably. But even those areas, those areas are becoming way more progressive. Um, Like there's spots you can go to in Tennessee and Kentucky where, yeah, they'll be super southern, they'll have the accents, but they feel the same way. Like the worst thing you could be called is a racist. And so they don't want to even be perceived as having any of those attitudes. So like you said, it's like a good thing of where we're at, that people are overly sensitive and people are eager to listen. People are even willing to concede to some outrageous shit but if if we keep crafting these double standards then i feel like we're setting it up to where um invariably like there's gonna be some 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 uh, some villainy that is like justified or is continuing to be justified which isn't good in the long term for anybody and like one of those things is we're crafting a narrative that white people are the ones being brought up to be like, nah, you can't fuck with them. And in my personal experience, that's just not true. And that could be more anecdotal evidence, but I've I've never met a black person that didn't have some sort of conversation with their parents about white people. Like, you gotta be careful, you know, just, you know, be, be careful, you know. Right. It might just be as this, you gotta be cautious because you never know, or they're gonna treat you differently, or they're not gonna like you to some things as as like, um, as extreme as, nah, these motherfuckers are just evil. They're just straight up evil. Right. You know, but the way that it's framed in the public discourse is it's exactly the opposite.
1: Right. Because I'm publicly, you know, you you do see a lot of it both ways, I think. But I think a lot of people fall back on race talk just to be hurtful to other people. So like you were saying, uh, maybe in deep south small pockets and stuff like that you have people who are really actively teaching their children to hate but you can pick up a lot of it just in small conversations or in little you know just little pieces in a lot of other areas a lot of big cities and stuff like that so where people might not be explicitly teaching their children to hate but they're they're uh installing biases and you know neighborhoods to segregated and things like that so you could always find people who were willing to drop some racial slurs just to be hurtful whether they're yeah. truly deeply racist or not that it can always happen like i don't know if you saw that footage that's been floating around again lately of um i think it might have been long island in the 70s or something like that, where neighborhoods were getting integrated, and it was a bunch of black kids on bikes trying to ride through the neighborhood, and they and they were surrounded by a bunch of white kids calling them names. Oh, and shit. these were like, well, they were tw- the, 12, 12 year olds.
0: They're 13 watch the olds. footage in Boston. Right. Yo, Boston was not happy about integration.
1: And right. <laughs> and these are like 13 year olds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, this stuff is that kind of idea may not be as prevalent now. But you can always find people who are willing to use race to be to run with it for for right.
0: sure, for absolutely. And, and I guess the point that I'm trying to make is, we won, but we're Just, we're acting much. like we didn't win. Like right. if it, like if you juxtapose those scenes of those kids, you know, being taught to hate like that, to where they're not old enough. You know, kids make fun of other kids for whatever they find the reason that they're different to make fun of them or whatever. But yeah, those are kids that were around ideas. Clearly, they heard their parents say some shit like that. Like they, they were socialized in that way to where they behaved like that, to be hateful to other kids. But I think we've socialized and civilized ourselves to such a degree that if anything, we're overly sensitive to matters of race. Right. Like if we just perceive something that might be racist... You gotta lose your job, you gotta lose your contract. If there's just an accurization of it, you gotta be canceled. So we're having debate within the midst of this culture. So it's hard to say and make some of these arguments that it's such a big deal and it's and it's something that we need to focus so much energy on when the reality is is like every the majority of people are already on board with you. So it just it just becomes insane. To kind of pit it as to, to, well, to, to pitch it as we're, 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 we're in a struggle. We're in a fight. Like, nah, you're, you're wrestling with somebody that was already pinned. The referee already said one, two, three. Like, the, the match is over. So, yeah. So I think we got to stop framing it as, as something that's combative and it needs to happen that way. Because I, I think, I think if anything, man, I think, and I, and, um, I wasn't a huge uh, Jordan Peterson fan, but I'm starting to really understand the value in what he was criticizing about the extremes on the left. Because I think he was one of the first people to be like, yo, this is really going to spark white identity politics. And, and I feel like there was a whole bunch of people that weren't racist at all before that we're, we're pushing to, to be like, well, you know what, I don't want to change this shit. Or now where they would have been more conciliatory, they feel like they're on the defensive and they have. Because, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give a fuck to have the conversation about how many Simpsons characters need to be voiced by who because it's so stupid. But, right. but once you make it a thing, it's like, okay, well, if I got to parse it out factually, like, I didn't mind when the boondocks did it. I don't care. It's animation. But if you insist on making it thing a thing and you're gonna make it a us versus them, I'm not gonna join your tribalistic framing of it and be like, Well, I gotta get on Team White because that's that's the game. I'm just gonna be like, I think you're all fucking retarded. But there's a whole bunch of people are gonna be like, Yep, we're this now we're being oppressed. Because you right. can go online and you can find plenty of white people now who truly feel like they're oppressed. <laughs>
1: Right, but like, also if 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 you find out that that uh, there's going to be a remake to the Little Mermaid and the Mermaid is black, like if that makes you go join Stormfront, <laughs> I feel like you you had some issues to you begin with. You were already with. heading there. Right, you you was already on your way. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at it like really okay, so on the tail end of a hundred and fifty years or whatever it is, a hundred years of nothing but uh white characters and brown villains. If they decide to make Superman black, why does that make everybody throw their hands in the air in disgust? You you know you know why not, because, you should be making yeah. your own intellectual properties. True. You shouldn't be the 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 goal shouldn't be to just switch colors on everything the goal should be for you to create your own intellectual property and build that up to be something that's popular that people want to see more like that should be the goal. But why does that piss people off so much for fictional characters? You
0: you know why it does is it again, all of the resentment comes from the double standards because it is again, the white husband and black wife. My paycheck is our paycheck. Your paycheck is your paycheck. Like, that's the dynamic. And so we're going to be equals, but now you're going to say, well, you're the girl, and that's just how it is, so you need to assert this double standard. If it was, truly, everybody gets to keep their own shit. You can't you can't represent our characters anymore. You can't voice our characters, which is really kind of insane because you're claiming all ownership of all black people. Any black character, fictitious or real you you are now claiming ownership of just on account of that person shares a biological similarity. Forget culture, forget language, forget geography, all of these other factors which will tell you that the black shit and the white shit is made up. But since you want to frame it that way, cool, um, you're asserting ownership over that. Well, if you're going to make it to where you can't touch any of our shit and we're going to take your shit and what that's when oh. it kind of becomes like all right well now you're kind of being combative and an asshole about it so i think i don't think anybody would give a fuck if ariel uh was black right first of all she's a fucking mermaid right as far as we know they're not real at all anyway which is just ridiculous but the but because she it's a story that's already you know um from a particular origin and that character's already been cultivated, right? Because technically, I mean, Simba's a lion. Right? I mean, right. he's a fucking lion. But because he's a lion in Africa, well, technically, as far as science knows, all white people at one point are from Africa anyway. So technically, aren't we all African? Right? But but you're just saying, okay, well, you can't voice that shit. Only we can voice this shit, even if it's fictitious. So... I think nobody would care that Ariel was black if you weren't insisting Simba has got to be black and, um, um, Aladdin has got to be middle
1: Eastern. Like it's right. gotta, there's no option, right? So, it happens. It, it it happens in a lot of places where people don't talk about it when, okay. So one thing that I brought up in the, when people were bringing up the, uh, the ca- cartoon characters, races switching, because it's happening a lot, like Netflix is switching races on characters from like The Witcher and different things, and people right. are getting pretty upset about it, right? So, a lot of people are vocal about it. And uh, Oliver Stone made a World a World Trade Center movie, and in that movie, there's a character, uh, there's a guy from Columbus, Ohio, named Jason Thomas, right? I think he was maybe an a ex-marine, he might have been a marine sergeant. I think he had a marine sergeant at the time. He was at, at uh, 9-11, helped rescue Port Authority police officers, right? And he died after he went back in to try to rescue more people. And they cast a white guy in the movie to play his role. This is a black marine. And they cast a white guy in the, in Oliver Stone's movie to play the role of this person. Now, they said that it was a casting error and that they had no idea what had happened. But, I don't think anybody believes that because of how much information research, and, and research goes into because it's real people you're dealing with. and you know you can't screw this up, right? You can't mess with somebody's legacy, you know, families who lost people, they'll they'll right. tear your ass up. You can't mess sure. this up. So what made them think that they could switch that one part out? And then even when people caught them in a lie, it kind of just went away. So I've heard more about why a fictitious character in The Witcher, was a redhead in the book and is a black woman on the, on the TV show. Then I've heard about why this Marine got changed to a white guy in that, in that Oliver Stone movie. That's something nobody has anything to say about
0: If you, if you want my personal opinion on it, I think that all of this shit should be interchangeable because the essence, unless you're doing a biopic, right? When you're doing something that's trying to be historically accurate, and there's those types of films, right? If you're if you're doing a, 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 a Queen Elizabeth, right? I, I mean, right? You know, a, you got if you want it to be historically accurate, you're gonna get somebody that at least resembles in some kind of way. But if it's if you're just telling a story, like if it was a, the other way around and it was a white dude that ran in and saved or whatever, and they casted a black dude to do that, I'd have no problem with that. Because his race is irrelevant to the story. I understand it's based on something that actually happened. But to be real about it, Hollywood always uses creative licensing. You don't know what he really said to his wife that morning and right, what the right, drive right. was like. You're using some creative license to tell
1: the story. But the point of that character is his heroism. I would, it, I would it, And that's why I would disagree. That's exactly why I would disagree. In a vacuum, you're absolutely right. With no history, you're absolutely right. But today, in this, I, I just feel like that's an image that people need to see. You know what I'm saying? We still benefit from that being uh, fed into the consciousness of people who would go see a 9 11 movie. But I'm I saying I'm not saying that we at a point where we need it. Right. And I'm just saying that that's still, well, I, I, maybe I am saying that. I'm still saying that. There's something that could have been uh, powerful for people to see, but when you change it, it seems kind of nefarious when you change it that way, in my opinion.
0: No, no, no. I, I definitely see that it could be interpreted that way. I, I definitely see that it could be interpreted that way. And I wouldn't die on that hill to say, well, there's, you know, his heroism is the most important aspect, so therefore you shouldn't be upset that it was changed, Right. Like, I understand the outrage about that because it was a real character. He has real surviving family members. His identity and who he was is important. Now, we can have another debate as whether your identity based on your pigmentation should be of that level of importance, right? That's a different debate. But I could still understand more so in in this cultural context why that would be upsetting versus... um, poo being voiced by, right, right. you know you know what I mean? like, right. right. And, 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 and so, and maybe that's a little hypocritical on my part, but to a degree, like, I can go with you down the road of, because there was some, uh, well, I don't want to say, because that kind of trivialized, because there was a uh, tremendous fuckery in the history of why that would be important to not get that wrong, and why there would be a certain level of sensitivity about it. But, what I see is people taking black people's wounds and co-opting them. Because if you came here from India, chances are you're making more money than white people. You've got a very cushy job. Harvard right now and some tech companies are suing the government because they're so mad that they can't get Indian immigrants to come in here and work these jobs. And there's a whole industry within academia where they basically take really smart people from poor third world countries and basically run you know uh, a lot of this shit at these campuses for you know for next to nothing there so we're we're pimping out cheap labor right and you're willingly coming here because with all due respect america's better than india you would rather live in america you would you rather have the infrastructure the sophistication the opportunities and the conveniences that you can get easier in america than you could in india but you can't come here and pretend that you're black like well you know what uh i got some racial sensitivity too i don't think you should represent that character you should come you know because the argument i could buy into Yeah, there was some fucked up shit and da 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 And, you know, black people's self-esteem and imagery because of the fuckery in America. There's a healing process at work and, you know, you don't want to get that kind of thing wrong and there is value in people seeing themselves in a heroic light. I can totally get that. But you don't get to come here voluntarily, a luxury black people did not have, and say that you have the same plight, right? And pretend that you're in this oppressed group and now we need to change our cartoons because you're offended. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if you're offended. That's the way yeah. it works. It's yeah, the doesn't it doesn't, market. Make, it doesn't if make enough sense. people watch it and like it. That gets to happen. If, if people tomorrow stop giving a fuck about how well LeBron James plays basketball, then the NBA stops being commercially viable. You don't have to force it to happen. People want what they want. If if people decide tomorrow that they don't want to fucking they could give a fuck about Nikes they don't want to buy a pair of shoes that industry collapses overnight if people just decide that it's not valuable. But as long as people think, hey, this shit is so valuable, I'm gonna spend three hundred dollars on these shoes. How are you gonna argue with that? Somebody is saying this shit is that value to me, but don't but don't inject yourself into it and say, you know, I'm you need to stop what you're doing because I'm offended because I couldn't do that. I can't get Nike to stop selling shoes cuz I'm like, "Yo, I'm offended by your business practices. I'm offended by the way that you you get uh your product to market. I'm offended by that whole process. I think it's fucked up and oppressive. You should just stop." Nah, we love this shit too much for it to just stop. Even people that would agree like, "Yeah, I'm on board. I don't like oppression and I don't like pimping out, you know, foreign labor markets. All that shit is fucked up and but I still love my shoes. I'm not going to stop wearing them." Right? right, but right. I'm not gonna say, well, you just hate Asian people because you love your shoes so much, like right. And so, no, I'm I leave Maybe my fucking shoes alone. Maybe that's what we gotta say. Alone.
1: Maybe that's what we have to say. But I, I, but I think to, you know what? We're shaming them morally and calling them racist because they support child labor. What, what is it gonna take, right? You but gotta shame them publicly. But that's
0: more justifiable, and right. and that's yeah. why I say all of this shit is empty gestures because you're not stopping children from being exploited. You're not stopping people in other countries from having their misery exploited. All that you're doing is you're making someone stop doing a character. Like, at the end, how much suffering have you eased because of that?
1: Now, I guess the the big windfall there is that the big windfall there is that you get you get uh, hopefully that person is replaced by an actor of color a voice actor of color that's the win that's the uh that's the takeaway is that you remove a privileged probably oppressive white person and replace them with a uh, with a brown person whether or not they're good enough to be there but you just put that person in that spot and somehow you've uh you you've you got yourself a victory i you know what
0: I, I mean, it's 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 affirmative action to such a degree that it's
1: just it's just gross, yeah.
0: It, it, it it's it's just it's just
1: gross. Yeah, it's it, pretty stupid. I I never thought I I would have never guessed that that would be a real conversation. And like I said, I could see a little bit more if if it's just clearly exploitative, then it might be something that you have to answer for. You know, if you get some white guy to come shucking jobs like a black dude, uh, like a black character, and is and people think it's disrespectful and exploitative, then you might have to answer for that. But just to play a just a regular character who's part of a community, that's kind of silly to me.
0: It's also too man the way that we claim ownership over shit, is is a little, it's a little absurd. It's it's definitely that. You know, I could beat up my little brother, but you can't say shit to him type of right, shit. Right, right, right. Because I was looking at, you know, um, I was watching that. I think the song's Pull Up by Baby. Okay, so
1: yeah, I, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm watching the video, and I'm like, how would people feel about this video if it was the brainchild of a white dude? I I do that thought experiment. I'm like, okay, because you, you're assuming you know it he's representing himself you know this is but what if what if the record label got with him it's like okay this is what i need you to do i want you guys to have guns you know uh you don't even live around here but we're gonna go to some you know some projecty slummy type areas and you guys are just gonna you know uh prance around and look super angry and dangerous and violent how's that sound and it's like yeah i think that'd be that'd be great Those. Those are images of black men that we should definitely be putting out there in the public for profit. I agree with you. Well, That's a brilliant idea. Like, there's something different when another culture presents it out there. But it's almost like, but if I have the ownership of it or the perceived ownership of it, I could put the most heinous shit out there and it's fine. It's fine. But then when some shit is super mild, I'm going to be up in arms about it if it's from somebody else. So, j- j- seeing that disparity in the thinking, just, it, it incenses me to such a, like, that just seems insane to me.
1: Because yeah, it's, it's super silly. You know, it's stupid. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely, because I've seen it a hundred times and I've had conversations about it before and there's really no answer for it. It's just a, it's an emotional thing. So, if you, like you said, if you see those images and you think those people decided to do that on their own, it's awesome. But if you find out that a person that the wrong color person directed it or, or it was their idea and, and they you know created the whole situation, then for some reason, the same visuals make you cringe. Uh, you know it makes you have some type of emotional reaction where you feel like it shouldn't have happened. And if the only thing that changes is the race of the person who is in control of it, then I think that might be a, um, that might be the wrong alignment for you to be holding on to. Because that shouldn't change anything. If you got to ask the race of the person who made it, then it shouldn't change. You just need to give me your honest opinion about what you're seeing. Don't ask me the color of the person who directed it or, the, or who wrote it or anything like that. Just look at it, absorb it, tell me what you think about it. But that
0: tells you that we're not evaluating the substance of it at all. What becomes more important is who is it coming from rather than what it is. And it seems to be the antithesis of the adage that you're going to evaluate people by the content of their character. What is the substance of the art that's being produced? What is the substance of what if you don't have a problem with the substance until you until you know the origins of who it came from? Then I think that's something that is it should reveal to you a huge flaw in your thinking. And your thought process, because you should be supremely concerned with the substance. I remember being on uh, some of them face, uh, Facebook groups back in the day, and I remember one of the debates that was coming up. I'm like, listen, um, the, the black people need to get together and decide what their agenda is. If everybody is going to vote together, then it's of paramount importance that you decide what the agenda is going to be and what what. Um, the program is not not just giving away your vote because at this point on a national and uh, any national election, black people can decide who the president's going to be every year. If black people decide they're going to give all their vote to a Republican candidate or a Democratic candidate, and maybe even to a third party, you you're fundamentally changing how uh, how the election is going to play out. So I'm like instead of just always um, agreeing. That you're gonna give your vote to, uh, you know, the Democratic side. You should be making demands and decide, and then uh, then shop your vote around. If the Republicans are willing to do more for you in terms of the agenda that you crafted, then that's who you should go with. And if the Democrats are willing to do it, sure. But in in either case, you're coming with the platform and the agenda, and you're setting the tone, and you have enough political power. Based on your ability to swing an election that you have some you have some leverage when you come to the negotiating to, to, to table and it was one of them was one of them groups that Professor Griff was in and everybody was like yeah brother you know that what he said everybody's on it now I already know the moment that those dudes know that I'm white they don't ah th- th- oh, they don't want to fucking hear it right the moment but just that substance like yo you know what that makes a lot of fucking sense I don't understand. Why we keep voting uh, for for Democrats if nothing fundamentally changes like or we're not even actually coming to the table negotiating what we want in exchange for our vote, that does seem like a little absurd. Like yeah, we should we should uh, strategize amongst ourselves. If we do in fact think that there is a political solution to be had, we should be politicking in a lot more effective way than what we're doing. But if the origin matters more than the substance, it's 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 a problem. It's it's yeah. it's an absurdity.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, this it, I don't think anybody can really argue with that. It's a lot of issues going on, man. It's a lot of shit that people don't understand clearly with this, and it's all it's more emotions than anything else. But you can't really tell people to put that away, because it, I mean it's valid. But if it's unchecked and people get out of control with the power that they feel like they have, they're just gonna keep pressing and keep pushing. And if they're if they're a minority the way people say they are, then I don't understand why they have so much influence right now. It's just that the corporations, the people who make the decisions, don't wanna deal with any backlash, any type they don't want to deal with nothing. So whatever is looking like it shouldn't be bothered or it needs to get moved around, they're just gonna do it without asking because they need people to keep consuming. And I think that's what the problem is, because all these people are saying they don't agree. They're like, oh, no, we don't want this. We don't want this. So who are the corporations bending the knee to? Like, are they really a majority or is it that many of them? Or is it just that they don't want to deal with anybody writing them letters and their stock dropping?
0: I think it's just that perception, because I don't even think that they represent the majority of consumers. Like, I don't think your product is going to be harmed. Like, um, I think they're boycotting Facebook right now. Like a lot of advertisers are saying, "We're not fucking with Facebook." And Mark Zuckerberg was like, "Yeah, whatever. You'll be back." Right.
1: And right. and I feel like that's the attitude most companies could take when people say, "I think that's what they should." And I'm not a got, fan uh, of, but yeah, they're like, "Yo, uh, your employee said something about this." They could just be like, "Well, um, so what?" Right. But they're just like, yo, you're fired. We can't, we can't deal with it. They just they would rather and and who are the people that they're trying to appease? Do any of those people own stock? Like who you know what I'm saying? Do Antifa members own stock? If they're not shareholders or customers, it does. It seems
0: absurd. And I think that's that's what it needs to be. Is not necessarily a movement to tell those people that they're wrong or to or to tell them that their concerns aren't legitimate, but just to say You know what? That's cool, but I don't care enough about it to fire anybody about it. Sorry. Right,
1: right. I think most companies could probably do that and not get much backlash because you got to figure too, right? Okay, so if you assume, like you said, people who are voting, most black people who vote are probably voting Democrat, right? Because Democrats are are the only people who are addressing them directly, I think. Are Republicans spending any time trying to directly address the black community? Of black voters, no.
0: They, at the Republicans are terrible at trying to talk to the black community,
1: right? So that's and why the Democrats are the default one because those are the only ones who address them directly.
0: It, it it's true. I, I think I think I, I I truly believe that the Republican platform does more to meet the needs of what black people in America need right now, um, because I think that the most of the issues. That we say that are important to us have to do with economics, and I don't think the Democrats handle matters of the economy very well. The Republicans do some shit that's irresponsible, but I mean if you're talking about uh owning your own businesses and your communities and creating more jobs and you know uh creating a higher standard of living, which what all the other issues are about because when we talk about violence, when we talk about criminal justice when we talk about all the other issues, we always come back to well it's poverty. there's issues with poverty and that's that's the first that's the first uh, symptom of the bug or that that is the bug that creates all the other symptoms that flow from that. Well if that's the issue then we need to our priority shouldn't be of what companies were boycotting. Our priority should be is well what can we do to get more economic education into those areas? So that people can make better decisions and have easier access to capital and easier access to uh, you know uh, um, education and capital that would help them create wealth for themselves, right? Like if, if that's the if if that's gonna help solve the problem more than boycotting, then I don't see how the, the Democratic Party really the only thing that they do is yes, you're right, they speak directly to the Black community, but sometimes it's in ways that I mean, I don't understand how that shit isn't even more insulting, you know? Yeah, But, yeah. But but, but because they s- specifically address it, I do think that whereas, okay, well, they're at least talking to me and these people act like they can't even be bothered, so I don't feel comfortable with them. Even if the substance may be more beneficial for the the problems that I need to solve right now, I just I emotionally don't feel attached to them. I don't feel like they care about me, so
1: yeah, well, that's that's a hard place to. Uh, first of all, I think most uh, most black folks don't even feel uh, they don't even feel politics is it concerns them at all. So I think even the ones who are voting Democrat probably understand to a degree they probably think that's their, you know, that that's their last resort, that they really don't even have an option. This is the only place that they can fit in. So they, they, the whole of politics itself is not for black people but if i am going to deal with politics i guess the only place i can be is democrat that's the only place that makes sense i think that's probably the attitude of a lot of them it's like the um the democratic party is what you call it i guess it's like the uh it's the outskirts of politics and that's the only place they're allowed they're not allowed in the inner circle of politics and as i, I felt like that way before i had any real idea about uh, whether or not I thought politics worked or if I thought the vote was like before I had any complex ideas about any of that stuff, I already understood that this wasn't a process that was for me to pay attention to. Mm. At a at a very young age. I never took any interest and I mean the only per, you know, the only name I know from my history as far as politics is David Dinkins. That's the right. only name, the name I know. Yeah. Right. I and I and I know that name just because that was the thing at the time. Dave it's like I know Emmett Smith, bro. Right? I don't watch football, but I know Emmett Smith. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because the at the time they was winning a bunch of Super Bowls and that was just a name that people knew. Bo Jackson. I know him. And that's the same way I know politics. It's not something that I felt I ever had to learn about or I felt I was missing out on. You know, I, I wanted to learn more about movies and who, you know who was the actors in Kung Fu movies. Then I wanted to know about who politicians were. And this is from a person who was actually reading and trying to improve myself from, uh, you know, Maybe 16, 17 was when I got my hands on my first, like, you know, you know, that outrageous shit you get a hold of when you're in the hood, like Dr. York, New books and things like that, like wild shit, Behold the Pale Horse and shit that you would have never thought about reading. Like I started to come across that stuff as a teenager. So I was reading and I was trying to improve my brain. But politics never was something that I felt like I should pay any attention to. And that was me and probably almost everybody else. In my in my peer group, felt the same way. So I don't think it. I don't think uh, you have to. That's not something you got to teach Black folks that politics ain't for us. I think we just inherit that idea, knowing history and seeing the country, and and then once you start learning about the corruption in politics, then you get even less enthusiastic about it. So no,
0: I I I had the exact same experience. I wasn't into any of that shit for. The first two thirds of my life. It's only very, very recently that I started becoming politically aware, and I might have chosen to do so at probably the worst possible time. Like, if it's ever just been a bucket of shit, it's probably now. <laughs> like, it's and 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 it is it is. For, and and you know what? Really, I, I've wasted your time tonight. I've wasted <laughs> absolutely wasted all of your time with all of this horseshit. Because you know what? Really, what we should be talking about. Is is the pillars of this new shit that we're trying to do? Because all of these, all of these, this, all of this shit, is it, it's just going to foment more and more outrage and more and more animosity between people. There's no solution to be found in it. I really waste a lot of time just being upset about the undeniable fuckery. That, yeah. but and and you and there's no way to to throw a harness on this shit to start to steer it in a different direction, it's gonna play out the way that it's gonna play out. Yeah. But just to see it as a vehicle to get to where I think we need to get as a species, I, I don't think there I don't think there's any value in it. It's just it's just something I think because I'm tuned in and wired in with the news now, I'm just more aware of it. But but really it's just it, you know, it like if you watch sports, you know all the stats. You know, like, right. oh, yeah, he's got more triple doubles than anybody in it. You know, he scored 43 points uh, per game uh, during the finals with this team in this series, you know, and, and it, it helps be, you argue.
1: It, help, right. it helps you argue with other people when they be like, you mean that kid from Virginia? He right. sucks. He had right. seven interceptions last year. <laughs> and and Johnson only had three. And then if you count it, everybody can just get mad about shit. So you and, had all these yeah. random details about shit that doesn't even matter. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then what political
0: people do is they act like snobs. like, huh, you're into fucking football or basketball. Who cares? Like, that doesn't affect what's really going on in the world. I do the exact same shit, but with politics. That's all right. it is. Like, you didn't right. know the new... The new uh, junior Congress, uh, junior senator from blah blah. No, but but at the end of the day, it's just as stupid of an argument. Because whoever's going to win is going to win. Right. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Like you could make all the arguments that you want, but it it doesn't mean shit. It doesn't. None, you're not, not going to prove your point.
1: And none of that has anything to do with what they're going to do once they're in position. Guaranteed. Like I don't think in the history of politics. Can you really say, okay, well, this person said that they were going to be for this or for that. And then once they get in there and they have the opportunity... You know what the game is? The game is stalling and you know sending shit back so it can come back across your desk 6 months later and my friends are going to get the construction contract and like it's right. all we we all know that. So who knows once he gets once that politician gets into position you just guarantee that whoever gives him the most money is who's going to get his get him to act in their favor. Because that's just the whole system. But you're absolutely right. The only thing that's good about these conversations at this point is because when you do take closer looks at it and we shift perspective perspective around it, you can just reassure yourself that the whole shit is a farce. The whole shit's a farce. and And, and it's really not going to give you any good information on how to make real, deep, Rooted improvements to humanity Itself none of that shit's gonna it's not gonna Work it's not gonna do it because that's Not what it was designed to do not what it was designed To do so I mean you can probably You you can try to you know uh, Screw in a a screw With a pair of pliers You can try really hard you can come up with a Plan you can sit and discuss it all You want but the bottom line is that's not what Pliers are for And that's that's not what this system is For So, you, you, but you're absolutely right, though, man. I mean, we, we know what, we know what it is. So, the, the pillars being, uh, expanded. And as I've been doing that too, has been reading over it and, and kind of expanding the idea, exploring what it really means, giving it a, a practical application and a metaphysical idea to go with it. And, and just trying to get as much information as I can out of those few sentences that we have, because I just feel like that's the structure that's going to set uh, our own existence and experience and perspective apart from everything else. And whoever feels the same way and finds himself connecting with us is going to see the same thing. But that's the structure that I feel like needs to be invested in. I've taken a lot of looks at what's available here for us as a society, as far as politics and, and the social situations, and I personally just don't see it. I don't see where that goes anywhere but the same place it's been going for the last few hundred years. I don't see a change in course at all. I just, and I'm sure that, you know, I have, I don't know politics that deeply. I don't know the names. I don't know the positions. I don't know the paperwork that they're going through and and all that stuff. But if I sit down and I give myself and I say, okay, I'm going to listen to this talk or whatever it is, I, I for one I hear a lot of stuff that people have been saying for a long time and that stuff's never been done for two. I know for a fact historically that people will say anything to get elected and get put in in, into these offices. I mean, they're great fucking jobs. So it's not like, uh, I mean, people will snake each other for a management job at McDonald's. So let alone a, a job in the government, you know what I'm saying? So I don't see anywhere Historically, where I can look and see that people kept all of their promises and you know held down their uh, their duty to the people, and all they've ever done was serve pretty much serve themselves, and uh, pass the laws that they were paid to pass, which you know is not even hidden anymore. That's just common knowledge. Everybody knows that. So with that structure existing the way it existed for the time that it that it's existed for, and it delivered us here to this point. I've never heard anybody build a solid, believable argument as to how we can use that same structure to get us to a different place that's better for everybody. I've never heard it. Mm -hmm. I've never heard. So I don't know who I don't know who has it. Um, Republicans can say that they have it. Democrats can say, but I've never heard. All I all I hear is them advertising more of the same. Well, Kanye is running in 2024. And, well all he's going to do is sell us $300 t-shirts. So that's not helping either. Listen, I I would absolutely vote for Kanye.
0: I thought about it, and at first I was against it, but now I'm absolutely for it. Why not?
1: I mean, shit, he, can he be any worse than anybody
0: else? I I don't I honestly don't think he can be. Right. I, he at can. this point, I don't even think it matters, but I think a vote for Kanye would just it it would it would it would communicate my disdain for the whole fucking thing as 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 as,
1: as accurately as possible. You're that off. might be a power move to vote for Kanye. That might actually be a power move. <laughs> that might be something smart to do. That might like, should we just get everybody on board with that? Like vote, you know, I don't yeah, I don't know, dude. And you I can't mean, you can't sleep on it. Because anything can happen Listen, I mean, If Trump it,
0: it, He said it himself Trump won It seemed ridiculous And it gave Kanye the confidence Like if this motherfucker could win Why not me And you know what
1: I don't disagree with
0: him at this point Why not you
1: Yeah, yeah I mean like I said who Can, can he do worse than anybody else we all whenever whenever the president gets elected and, and people don't like him and people you know the, the first thing everybody says is the president's a puppet and he don't have no real power. So yeah, why would it matter if Kanye it. won right? right why would it matter? I say we, we we fucking hyper see that's the thing too is to destabilize a machine. You can't you can't it's hard to repurpose a machine, but you can expedite the meltdown to free up the footprint. There's right. that, and I think that's that's a fair option. I think voting for Kanye is a fair option if you think it's going to speed up some evolution. But if he's a puppet and he has no real power, then what would we really be doing?
0: At least having it as a matter of record. That right, right. I, yeah. I, I I think you're all full of shit. I don't think any of you have any sincere interest in helping anyone Or solving any problems. You're there to make yourselves and your family rich. You'll do it at the expense of regular people. You'll do it at the expense of human misery. You're absolutely unscrupulous fucking sociopaths. You pit human beings against each other. You foment racial hatred. Just so that you can get a little bit more power. And make people afraid. So that they'll turn and they'll cling to you. When really... You're 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 not giving humanity an overall benefit. Your job is fucking useless. I mean, what job can anybody else go to where they make two hundred thousand dollars a year and they're only there for like three months out of the year? And then when they're there, they literally don't get shit done. You ain't passed the fucking law in like six months.
1: Right, Yeah, they're fucking sandbagging over there, bro. But you just
0: show up. You just show up and you get a a check. You get a fat check. You get all your expenses paid for. All your health care is taken care of. You get, like, around the clock, you know what I'm saying? Like, personal bodyguards. Your housing is paid. You get fucking everything to literally do nothing. Like, if if there's one reform that you could do for the government uh, every year, there should be a fucking list of problems that need to be solved. And uh, you get paid based on uh, how effective the laws are that you pass to address the problem. And so if you don't want to show up and pass any laws, well, you're not getting paid. Why the fuck do I got to keep paying you $180,000 a year to not do shit? I'd rather <laughs> reappropriate that money.
1: Now, the the, the scary part is... If we came up with that as an idea as a campaign, you'd have to have a person on the inside to even to even suggest that law be passed. People can't pass that from the outside. So we'd have to ask the people who it would hurt to pass that law.
0: Well, you could run a candidate that runs on that.
1: But what's going to happen once he's elected though? Uh he or she <laughs> Oh, I can't assume it would be a he. You're right, that's sexist. as racist and then Because they... <laughs> when you say he, I assume you mean a white male. It's a white man. It's a white man. It's mayonnaise man. So,
0: <laughs> so, uh, I think that you could absolutely. I I think you could have a number of candidates run on that. Like the first thing we're going to do is we're going to restructure the system. We're going to cut everybody in Washington's salary, right? So maybe I was going to come in making one hundred and twenty grand a year. I'm only going to make eighty grand a year. And I'm going to pass a law to make sure everybody is on. And so anybody that uh, goes on the record, they're going to have to vote and say, no, I need, to, I need to keep my money. I need to make, okay, well, we know what you're there for. Good. Have that on the record. And I hope somebody in your district runs against you the next time. And uh, we're going to reformat the, um, uh, the pay structure. So, yeah, if you want 80 or you want anything above 80, It's going to be based upon productivity. Every other job is a production-based job. You know? you, you, You come in, you got metrics. You ain't hitting your numbers for the month, that job is fucking letting you go. You motherfuckers have no productivity metrics. You literally don't have to accomplish shit, and you get a guaranteed fucking salary. And people spend millions and millions and billions of dollars To legally bribe you. To get you into that position. So people are spending. 30, 50 million dollars a year. To help you get. A 200,000 dollar a year job. Wow. How could you expect that shit. Not to be corrupt.
1: Exactly. Nobody expects it to not be corrupt. That's the whole point. Now why people uphold it. From their positions as. You know regular civilians. Why they allow that to keep happening. Or why that that I, I don't understand at all because I don't understand I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the pitch is I don't know who the people are when they're going to uh, town hall meetings and I don't know what they're hearing that's keeping them voting the same way and having these people in control that are doing terrible shit so many people complain about it but they can't seem to get it fixed they can't seem to get nobody in there that's going to do the right thing and if they have a person who says they're going to do the right thing they, it's it's like they can't get them elected or whatever so. Like I said, until I see some evidence of that kind of stuff happening, I'm not even trying to pay no attention to it, to be honest, because no. like I said, nobody's talking like that. Nobody the, the shit you, you wanna, just laid you out be and explained
0: angry all the time. Is that what you want? Right. I you can't just, I can't do you, it. You just want to be upset and 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 get and get upset about Simpson's characters being ended. Is that what you want? Is that what you want to do to your mental your mental state?
1: No, not at you, all. I I got out of that on line, purpose. Bro. No, I got out of it on purpose. You did it, the right it, thing. You got to make a decision, and there's a point where you have to. Now, see what would be a powerful experiment for you is to see how much uh, how much you could disconnect from it, just as a just as a personal thought exercise. See how much you can disconnect from it and see if your whole if your outlook or anything like that changes when you start to wean yourself away from it. This, if you see yourself reacting to things differently or feeling differently just by removing that one thing.
0: This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to as we as we craft the structure for this whole thing, I will be the first case study. You, right, you have to leave the 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 ongoings and the 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 machinations of this world you have to leave them behind you have to get out of all the silliness you have to remove your
1: mind from it and you got to replace it with something too so you can't just uh completely like start a fast with it so you want to replace it with something deliberate so you want to change the type of things that you're consuming instead of just removing it because that's going to make it harder so you still got to get full. You still got to, you know, spend whatever it is, an hour watching TV before bed, but just not news. Mm. It's not news. So you and then you got to figure out maybe even journal through the process, figure out uh, what type of differences you see in your own thought processes, What what's changing we're just removing this one factor and that's the news, the media, all of the stuff that would normally keep you riled up and just see how it affects your, your mind state. I think that's important. Like you said, as has the first case study because leading by example is the foundation. So we, we definitely can't be telling other people that they should do this shit. If we don't have a real, like basically scientific look at it, not just like, Oh, I stopped watching the news. Like, no, I stopped watching it and I journaled a little bit every day about how I was feeling and what my thought processes were to like really Ooh, my get you know right right. My penis got like four inches longer. <laughs> oh, that's that's guaranteed. <laughs> and so you can see what's happening. Because a lot of a lot of people are not willing to do that and they can't understand why they're feeling the way they're feeling is because they're not breaking those habits. And I think uh, that might be a powerful uh, uh, experiment for you to do. Look, man. Fuck these statues. I don't give
0: a fuck about all these people jumping on top of cars and getting ran over. They're doing stupid shit. I don't I don't care about anything fucking Trump has to say. I don't I don't care about any of that shit. If shit isn't affecting me directly when I go outside, I'm I'm it's not even going to be in my mind. Cuz right. it cuz it, it colors the world and I see the way people are acting towards one another. Like, yep. people are way more standoffish. Like, pe- people are getting, like, less friendly. Like, there's just, you know, oh, I Oh, hold seen-
1: on. Hold on, not to cut you off. Yeah. But I'm getting the exact opposite. When you go out and interact with people. Exact opposite. Maybe
0: everybody around me is watching the news.
1: No, you know what it is? You're getting a different experience than I am, right? So, when I go out, bro, listen, you have no idea how long... People can hold the door for you Or how many people Just decide to interact I had a woman who was probably 65 years old walk past me in the grocery store And I just kind of you know I made eye contact With her a little bit and kind of nodded and I kept Walking she stopped And kind of jogged back to catch me And she said I hate Wearing these masks because you can't see When people are smiling at you Mm. And this is a 65 year old white woman who said that to me. So I'm I'm getting the exact opposite. I feel like people are going out of their way to show me that they're not that person. And it's not everybody, but I'm definitely noticing a lot of extra interaction and extra smiling and like people are definitely trying to be like, "Hey, I'm not a weirdo.
0: <laughs> I'm not one <laughs> of those
1: people. Trust me, I'm not." I think they they they're working really hard. And I don't know if it's conscious or subconscious. Maybe people uh, and maybe it's not even totally about them. Maybe people want me to feel comfortable. Maybe it's not about them trying to show me who they are. Maybe they're just sensing tension in me, and they want me to feel like I'm everything's okay. It could be that too. But I'm I'm having a completely opposite experience. It's wild, but yeah, I've noticed it. We talked about it a few times. People are definitely uh, being a lot more cool in public. As far as that, that that that's what I've been seeing anyway. So maybe maybe people around you are like you said, they're watching the news and who are you uh getting that from the most? Like what demographic of people would you say are more uptight and standoffish? I don't want I don't I prefer not to talk about it. Oh, so black people. I'm not even <laughs> <laughs>
0: there so was yeah. only one dude that was cool as fuck and it is is cause I had um he was like man them shoes are cool as fuck and I and we we bonded over the the dyed wallabies. And he right. was he was an older dude, he was like in his probably like mid forties that's right. not older, you know, older than me
1: right
0: but but aside from that, yeah, everybody like I'm not saying hi back, I'm mean mugging, you right. know, so I'm like going out of my way to like be polite and be friendly and and I sense the 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 negative energy in people, the negative like,
1: energy. N- negative. Oh, I thought you. Said, okay, I got you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I need, I need to stay employed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thought, okay, okay, Just checking. No, but, yeah, it... that's that's real. I, I, definitely feel you. I, I, I can see that. I can definitely see it. But um, I don't know, man. I like I said, you know what the you know what the the slogan is, bro. And I mean, I. It, we're going to it's going to get to the point where we say it once every episode, because <laughs> whenever we get into these conversations, it's like it definitely I feel like at, at the outset, it feels like these things need exploring. And I f- it could just be the old paradigm holding on to, to our consciousness. And when we try to look for uh, solutions and we try to figure out how to fix things, our first reaction uh, the, where we start at is with the physical, with the world that we know, with the with the reality that we find ourselves in. So we start thinking about that. But we got to get out of the mindset of trying to use matter against matter, trying to use matter to move matter. Yeah, that shit is over. that That whole thing is dying and it's past we're past that point. We've been banging rocks together for centuries, and we've been getting the same results. and it it really is just time to invest in something else. So, I think that I, I see the I see the reason why we end up here so often, is because we're just this is our our whole existence, we have formed the neural pathways and, and 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 the tool has given us the tools to discuss these things in terms of what people can do with their hands, what we can build, what we can say, what we can sign. You know who can who, who can we elect? And that's what we've everything in our history has led us to hear. So I think that's why we always start with that. But throughout the conversation, every single time we realize that we're really we're digging in the wrong place.
0: oh no, it, it's it's totally fruitless. yeah it, it, it is it is some some intellectual, you know, self-indulgence to to try to unravel it and make sense of it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the the solution, is is always the same. Like you're not gonna, you know. It it is almost like spending time, you know, untangling Christmas lights that are defective and they're guaranteed to burn the house down anyway. Right. So it's like there's no <laughs> real point in in unraveling and untangling all of these Christmas right. lights because the lights themselves are defective and destructive. Right. So burn,
1: throw them out. Just throw yeah, that shit in the garbage. It
0: it is so frustrating, but it also too. Is I know also that I feel like people need people need to have their 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 feelings affirmed on both sides of it. People need to have like their suspicions and frustrations like validated. Like, yeah, you know, I, I see what you're saying. I can see why you would see it that way from both sides. You know, I try to play devil's advocate on both both ends, um, a, 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 as much as I can, but. At the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, it really isn't something, like you said, that's going to be solved within that framework, with that set of tools. It, it's just impossible. So really the only point to engage it, other than just you know the sophistry of the exercise, is, like you said, that's where people's heads are at. That's the terms in which they're phrasing and understanding things. It's just to have a, a common ground of language and observable reality that we can all meet on like, yeah. Okay. I, I see what you But as far as prescribing it as the methodology for fixing anything, not nah, man, it's, it's truly metaphysics or we're fucked. <laughs> it's truly it is. metaphysics or we're fucked. People have to completely change their, their, their thinking the, the way that, you know, um, old paradigms about tribalism need to be replaced with values people need to to do the inner work and not rely on these 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 um these 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 uh, external mechanisms to kind of bottleneck your choices and behavior to solve everything because it's not there's no there's no salvation coming from an external source when you look at the problems that humanity is facing there there's there's nothing in place The only thing that's in place is people that will promise you that if you grant them more and more power, that they'll go ahead and fix it for you. And they have no intentions of fixing it for you. They don't, they don't, they thrive off the animosity that's, that's promoted amongst all of us.
1: Yeah. And this is, uh, this is us just being used to, I think what we're also doing is we're formulating our rebuttals too. So we don't waste a lot of time because we are going to come across get into conversations with other people who don't haven't necessarily reached that conclusion yet so instead of getting in some long drawn-out conversation with them these type of conversations will give us really quick uh ways to cut to the chase and end at that place without talking to them for two hours about some shit that we already know is pointless so that, that's a good thing. We gotta throw away that concept from, you know, that whole Hegelian dialect thing about only rationality and logic being uh, the basis for how we approach solving these problems. I think we even at the point where even even rationality can't be a shackle at this point because we're working past that. Quantum physics should be telling you that we we should be working past rationality because it's already it's it's almost already out the window because of quantum physics. So why should we be holding ourselves hostage with it? Some things that we try might seem irrational from the outset, but. If you approach that with the right type of uh, the right type of methodology and the right ideas, then you can get to a place that you never even plan to get to because you weren't held down by rationality and just by logic alone. So uh, it's just a fact, man. I mean, like you said, there's no way of getting past it. There's no way of getting rounded. There is no path to full on holistic improvement with what we have available to us. Socially right now, you know, what's, what's uh, accepted by the majority anyway. So uh, you're right. I think from now on, the majority of our time should probably be, probably be spent in uh, world building because that's where it's at. And also the thought exercise. Okay. So the thought exercise that we go away with is uh, how do we construct this world as we go about creating A society and without knowing who will be in that society. I think that's the foundational thought exercise. Create a society as tiered as you want it to be. Just laid out with with whatever rules and regulations you think should be there without knowing who you will be in that society. That's where we go. That's what we do. That's what we focus on. And I think that is probably, and, and unless I get some new information, as of right now, I feel like that's probably the absolute best way we could approach uh, constructing something like that.
0: Yeah, because you're you're thinking ahead of time about you wouldn't want to create a lot in life that you could potentially have to live out. Right. So that's the motivation to not make anybody's existence miserable because it could end up being right. And where we're at right now is we're under the illusion that we would never be the person on the lowest end of the totem pole or getting the shortest end of the stick. And we bank off that fact. And the further you get away from that reality and the higher you move up on that ladder, the harder it is for you to even see, like you're Mm -hmm. above the clouds, right? I can't see what's going down. On the ground level. You know I hear about it. Right. I I, I guess it's pretty bad. But I couldn't even fathom it. You right. know and it's, and it's not about bringing. Everybody's condition down. Right like okay. Well you're not allowed to have a house. With more than five bedrooms. And you know get on some socialist shit. But just agreeing as a civilization. Like if you're willing to put up effort. And you're willing to live by the rules. And be an asset to humanity, you know, there's a baseline level of existence that you're guaranteed to get.
1: Right. And like I said, as long as it's not purposely done, because right now we have systems that can only exist because other people suffer. That's part of the the reason that the system is so effective. Like Nike is such a viable company because other people suffer, not in spite of other people suffering or anything. It's because of it. And that's the kind of shit that I think needs to be torn down. Mm. And so that's the only way I feel like we could do it is is with that thought exercise. I think that's i, I I've never heard anything uh, any type of premise that would create a better result than that one. I think that's something powerful to hold on to all right. well let let m- may the experiment begin. I'm gonna order
0: some more CBD gummies dope, um, I dope. think that's gonna definitely be. Um, a necessary component of uh, my evolution of uh, not being such a deranged and angry person. And then uh, fuck Tim Pool and fuck MSNBC (laughs) and fuck CNN and fuck Fox News. I'm not... Even if you're parsing out the facts correctly, at this point I'm making a conscious decision to not even give a fuck about the facts. I I need to mentally check out i'm gonna go i'm gonna say 30 days 30 days and see how i feel
1: wow that's a big one i was gonna say a week these are 30 nah, days let's, right off the bat. Yeah, let's get let's in right? 30
0: days i'm gonna delete youtube off of my phone <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> oh
1: no you know what you gotta do uh use a different account make a different account that well, so your algorithm is not feeding you shit that it thinks you want already So that Mm -hmm. way you can still, or just sign out. You can still use the app. You can try to look for different shit, and you won't have the temptation of the sidebar. Right, right. Right. So, so you just gotta wipe your algorithm clean and get a fresh start. Start watching nature videos. Start listening to meditation music, and just fucking flood your shit with a different timeline Uh, and just
0: see see what happens. I don't know if I could take any more seal rape. I might stay away from the nature
1: shit. Oh well, there's there's better ones than that. There's there's hour long documentaries just about how birds dance when they want to mate. <laughs> you just gotta watch the right shit. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the that's the power move. So we have uh, we're gonna you can do some journaling with that too because I'm definitely interested to see uh, what you come up with, and we have our we have our world building thought experiment and our next next episode i think we're going to try to rein this in like you said and start really uh, really discussing at least for the majority of the of the shows to start really discussing where we want to where we want to take this idea and and how deeply we can get this idea rooted and can it really become something i mean i'm i'm already personally convinced but you know just as, just to keep thinking about it and developing it to see if it's something that can become a real asset to humanity. Because I think that that's the that's my personal goal. I know it's kind of lofty, but that's my personal goal. Like I definitely want to leave this place better than than what I found it.
0: Well, I can I can I can definitely agree with you and let let this be a turning point. I'll I'll commit myself uh wholly over to to fleshing out a lot of this shit that we talked about. I'm gonna get to uh to to writing it out. And um, uh, fleshing out the ideas, but if anything, uh, everything leading up to this is just more evidence as to why something else needs to be done. Because it's it's the endless struggle of anecdotal evidence. It's an it, it, eternal gridlock. It's endless animosity. It's a cycle of of suffering and and revenge and and yeah. guilt and anger. And it's it's endless. And and everything else leading up to this was just kind of uh, that revelation of basically what you're going to end up with is people from different perspectives, endlessly arguing about who is right, solving nothing, being angry at each other, relationships being ruined, lives destroyed. (laughs) You know, that's 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 all that. And that's why it's necessary to craft something different.
1: Yeah. And um, it, it's hard. We have to. How long do you sit around and complain about the way things were, the way they are and right. how and how scary the future looks like? How long do you sit around and just complain about that before you commit yourself to making a real effort to try to build something that's better? Because that's what that's what they tell you to do. Right. You, you build your own and prove to us that it works and then we'll take you seriously. So why even keep complaining? Why not just get the build
0: yeah, right. That's what we just said right. about
1: the people who want their representation. We told them to make their own make their own media and represent themselves. So this is us representing ourselves. So I think we have, not only do we have every right to do it, but it's actually our duty to do it and not just sit around and talk smack. Yeah, I feel convicted. You're absolutely right. Right. It's for real, for real. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So uh, next episode, we'll have some updates of how <laughs> of how your transition is going. You know what I'm saying? So I'll just leave you with the idea that uh, just make sure that your uh, your inner voice is forgiving and compassionate. Because if you start feeling like you should be watching it or feeling like you should, don't just uh, call yourself a scumbag inside your own head. <laughs> don't, don't do that. So you got to make sure you have an a, a index for the right type of talk throughout this thing. Because that's what's going to matter is your brain is going to try to scare you back into what it's familiar with. So it's gonna feed you a false narrative when you take away its stimulus. So just be prepared for that. Will do. Awesome man. So as usual, great talking to you, bro. I appreciate it. And we're gonna uh get together later on in the you know closer to the weekend and uh hopefully I think uh surreal's supposed to be jumping in maybe on Sunday.
0: Sounds good man can't wait. Looking forward to it. Always a
1: pleasure, my brother. Absolutely, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. I'll talk to you soon. You do likewise. All right. Bless. Peace.